0: Hi, this is Chris Birch from Modiphius. You are listening to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk.
1: This week, Morris, Peter, and Jessica conclude their coverage of the Dungeons & Dragons Creators Summit. In the news, the feedback version of the Orc license has been released. Star Trek Adventures is headed to the Lower Decks. Cobalt Press's Project Black Flag has a new official name and an upcoming Kickstarter. And more... Plus, a brand new sketch about a group of adventurers who are too good at their jobs for their own good. This week on Morse's unofficial tabletop RPG talk.
2: Buy one ticket to the Loincloth Museum on Bargle Street today and get free entry for the whole year. Yes, you can visit the Loincloth Museum as often as you like and immerse yourself in the wonderful world of loincloths. Browse the many loincloth exhibits and marvel at the different shades and textures. It's a truly wonderful day out. A oh, warning. Do not touch the loincloths. They haven't been washed. Ever. All oh, the tabletop round playing news. We aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse. Morris's Morris is unofficial tabletop
1: RPG.
0: Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I am Russ,
3: aka Morris, or Morris, aka Russ, and with me this week is... Pete Coffee from the Southampton Guild of Roleplayers. Russ as ever, it is a delight to be here. And here, joining us, watching, waiting, regarding us with cold and jealous eyes from far away, it is the one, the only, it's...
4: It's me, Jessica from EN Publishing. Um I don't know why you think jealous eyes. What do you think I'm jealous of you of?
3: I'm making a world 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 joke, but they're
4: oh. right. Oh yeah. I haven't listened to that. Uh, in that's ages.
0: envious eyes, you see. Usually envious eyes. Uh, of course. Eyes. They're not oh. jealous. Then then it would have worked. Okay. Uh, so how, how, how have our weeks been? Good. Good? <laughs> okay, let's move on then Small it. talk, small talk Would you no, like okay, me to go fine, into more detail? Fine, fine.
4: No, no, it's fine I can Just go into more detail real, 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 No, real, 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 I'll, real. I'll, I'll go into more detail <laughs> Let me tell you what I did on Monday So all I right. played um, Blood on the Clock Tower nice. Which is the the social deduction board game So if you played werewolves, it's a, it's a bit like that So you're all people in a village and there's some evil people And you've got to vote and figure out who's evil So you can win across two teams So it's like fun? It is good fun on Wednesday, I prepared, because I'm going to start running a zombie-themed little mini campaign for my friends as the mm-hmm. GM. Terrifying. Yeah. So I,
0: you, you started it, or you just prepped
3: it?
4: No, I was prepping. I'm going to oh, start okay. next week on Wednesday. Okay, cool. Okay. How was your week, Russ, in detail? Or Peter?
3: My week in gaming was excellent. Um, I got to play Delta Green on Tuesday, and currently we are left about to start a fight in the Call of Cthulhu-based system. For those of you who are unfamiliar, this is a terrible idea. Um, I know this is a terrible idea, and we're doing it anyway. And on Wednesday, I got to play this uh, very silly game, which involved super soldiers and Ali Khan, which is like
1: mm-hmm.
3: Khan but the knockoff version in Star Trek. No, sorry, Beam Me Up, which was uh, run by the game's creator. It was very mm. exciting. Well,
4: that's cool. That's always. It nice. was.
0: It was very silly. Yeah. Hmm. Shall we make the podcast?
4: Russ, what's happened in the world of TTRPG this week?
0: Well, the biggest news this week, the news of the week, the biggest news, and I think you will agree this is the highlight of the week when it comes to news. By far, the biggest news this week is that you can now buy, and I think you were probably wor- worried, weren't you? You were probably worried that D&D might be a little bit under monetized at the moment, possibly? I do worry about that. I
4: possibly? don't think they focus on money well, enough.
0: Never, well, never fear, never fear, because now you can buy... Your own pair of D&D boxer shorts. So you can keep it close to your groin. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Hmm. I'm not, I'm not saying that you should. I'm just saying that you can.
4: Okay. Well,
0: 15, actually, you can't. It's $15, but only if you're in the US. If you're not in the US, you can't have them. Same American, Americans only. I'm afraid. People outside
4: the U.S. don't wear underwear anyway, so that's that makes sense. It's it's a cool, of cool. World. That.
0: Is is that
3: so? Is, yeah. this, is it a filthy <laughs> habit? <Yeah.
0: laughs> so this is this is like a pair of red boxer shorts with like the cover of the sort of old D and D red boxed set on them, which is a, <laughs> a, a fighter with a sword attacking a dragon.
4: You know, I bet that's going to mean so many people's secret Santas and things this year. Like, if you have, like, an mm. office thing or, like, friends that aren't into the hobby, they're like, you like D&D, right? I'll get them those.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe.
4: I reckon that'll be what that purchase is.
0: Thanks, well, yeah. Yeah. I am very much hoping
3: I don't get them for for, for Christmas. Likewise. And yet, we know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> it is inevitable. Hancock well, has cursed us.
4: Luckily, you do not live in the US, either of you, so you are saved.
3: That no. is true. That is true. Mm. Good times. Yeah. Oh, well, that's J.P. up. Thank you. Yeah. I have See, some yeah.
4: other gaming news, though, that's not about pants.
3: What? There's more gaming news that isn't about boxing shorts? Boxing yes. shorts? I'm shocked. Shocked, I say. Tell us uh, more. No, no, no.
4: I might ask Russ to talk about this a little bit more in case they've read it, but the Orc license. I even
3: that, wrote about oh. it.
4: There you go, exactly. I, so I, did more than
0: read, I did more than read it. I wrote about it.
4: Though I haven't read your article about it. It's bad, <laughs> isn't it? Um, sorry. Um. And I've gone
0: through the licence and explained it in detail to people.
4: Thank you very much. In a
0: series of posts.
4: Wonderful. Okay. It's on
0: Discord as well. Oh, all right. I put that on the Discord, and I yeah. put it also on the uh, Twitter Rooney and on, um, on
4: Macedon, and
0: on Enwork. Great. In many, no. many, many places.
4: That's great. Um, I haven't read it yet, but. Um, so you can just tell me about it now. I didn't want to spoil the surprise for today. But anyway, the org licence, so they've put out a draft of it and they're asking for feedback, so it's not the final one, so they put it out for public comment. so you two can read it and have a look. And if you don't understand it, because you're like, wow, this is weird legal terms, you can read Russ's many places on the internet that he has posted and written <laughs> about it, apparently. But what's, <laughs> what would you say is the executive summary, Russ, if you would like to summarise So what license. this
0: basically is, I mean, as, uh, just for just for context, as everybody mm-hmm. knows, the ORC license, Open RPG Creative License, was something that Paizo and Azura Law announced mm-hmm. back in January, I think it was, yeah. in response to the Open Gaming License um, kerfuffle. And they wanted to create a new license which was completely irrevocable, completely open. People couldn't change it, modify it, you know, mm-hmm. fix all the problems that the OGL was starting to exhibit. When uh, wizards were saying they were planning on revoking it, so that, that's what that's what the all license is, and, it, and we've been waiting to see the final draft for a while. This isn't quite final, like you said, it's near final, but they want the final out like within a week. It's coming very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've posted this out for feedback. So um, basically, it is very similar to the open gaming licensing concept. It does what the open gaming license did, pretty much, but with more protection. Oh, nice! It's about three times as long. And most of that extra text is that protection.
1: Sure.
0: Um, um, things like making sure that it can't be amended, mm-hmm. it can't be modified, it can't be repealed, revoked, deauthorized, or whatever whatever people try and do. So sure. All, so most of it is that. So it's not really that different in concept to the open gaming license. There are some nuances. There are some Ooh. differences.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One is that it specifies within the license that all game mechanics automatically become orc content. Mm-hmm. Open content. Game okay. mechanics, oh, by, okay. uh, so the OGL didn't. The OGL kind of said you are you you, ha,
3: you you specify.
0: Yeah, kind of. I mean, the OGL did say that anything derivative of open gaming content was open gaming content yes. by definition. Well, this is this is going further. It's not just okay. saying stuff derivative of open gaming content is. It's saying all mechanics are
3: all all rules are. So an example might be if you're doing something involving rolling a d twenty, mm. it's it's probably. Like 95% going to be derivative and therefore open game content. Yeah. Whereas if you come up with, say, some sort of and roll 3d6 and add x to it or something in some or do or 3d6 multiplied by 2d12 to give you a special mechanic. That sounds like a smooth system. Oh, imagine doing smooth, that every round <laughs> smooth as silk press, smooth as silk. <laughs> then that would probably be a unique mechanic, which under the OGL would not have necessarily been open content. And the orc, as I understand it, it would automatically be yes. Yeah, at least in the the current draft.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's kind of because, and I can understand why they did that. Um, It's kind of because um, traditional wisdom Mm. is that game mechanics can't be copyrighted. Bear in mind, mm. copyright and open gaming content are two different things, but yeah. game mechanics can't be copyrighted, like processes can't be copyrighted. You can copyright expressions of processes, like the actual text you use to describe it, but the underlying mechanics mm. you cannot copyright. Yeah. Um, that's the uh, sort of common wisdom, but what that does, that's never been tested in core. And what that does stem from is from when game mechanics are things like roll, roll a dice and move that many squares. Yeah,
1: yeah. Sure.
0: Now, game mechanics now, especially in role playing games, are so much more complex mm. that there are people that will argue, and I don't know how valid this argument is or not, and nobody possibly could tell until it got tested in court. Yeah. Um, that that the complexity mm. amounts to an expression, and therefore they can be comp- they can be copyrighted because it you know uh, the, the process for making a D and D character, for example, is complex enough. Oh. Yeah that it amounts
3: to an expression and could be copyrighted. Yeah, some people would argue. So, like, describing how to make a D&D character in your own words
1: mm-hmm. would
3: do the same thing. And currently, that would be sort of a legal way to do it. And a fair bit of the RPG industry revolves mm-hmm. around doing that. But I think what you're saying, Russ, is that... It's possible that people could say, actually, this concept is sufficiently complicated. Actually, no, we can copyright it, copyright yeah. it because of the idea. Okay, well,
1: that's, it.
0: that's interesting. Of it, course, well, nobody's ever done that. Yeah, but then, okay. I mean, this all came about in January, and nobody had ever tried to deauthorize the OGL either.
3: That's true. So
0: the reason I mm-hmm. suspect that this is in there is because they're saying, well, just because nobody's ever done that and nobody's ever likely to do it. Well, we've just seen that yeah. things that people have never done or are unlikely to do 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 happen.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so we're going to put it in there. So basically, whether or not it can be copyrighted is now irrelevant. Mm. If you're using the Orc license, it's open content. That's.
3: It's a good idea to,
0: you know, sort out your edge cases. Yeah, it's just but... it's, just like put, it, it's just like put it down in writing, and then there's no mm. there's no dispute. Yes. Yeah. That's basically yeah. what they're saying. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, yeah, that's basically yeah. I mean, it's a it's a. Yeah, and it's not it's not a lot different to the OGL in what it does. Right. Um I mean I would probably be quite happy to use it looking at it as it is now. I don't know whether the final version will change much or not. I would probably be quite happy to use it. Um they've got like uh uh answers and explanations document which they call the Axe. Just to go along with the orc, which is the license.
4: That's, I like this. They're sticking with the theme someone's there. Someone's having fun in an office yeah, with these yeah. things and then that, that's great.
0: Yeah. So um, the other half of it is product identity. Yes. Which is something, which is a concept that was created with the OGL and they brought that over. Yeah. And that's stuff that you define as your own content. And that's going to be stuff like names and places yeah. and things like that. So things that aren't mechanics that you have decided
3: you want, definitely want to keep. Right. So this is probably just me being a bit thick. But if you use, say, the Creative Commons, Creative Commons license, mm-hmm. or one of the, a variation of all of them, and said these particular sections are covered by Creative Commons, the rest of it is covered by copyright as usual. Mm-hmm. That seems like it would do the same thing, but with legally tested stuff as opposed to a new document.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a massive, massive difference. I mean, the, okay. the only real difference there, I think, is the uh, mechanics bit. Mm. Um, I think they deliberately wanted to make sure mechanics, the systems were, Yes, yes. uh, which obviously Creative Commons whatever. won't automatically do.
3: Yes, yes, you would have to specify that's yeah. your intent. And also,
0: Creative Commons is only share alike if you elect to use the create, correct version
3: of Creative Commons. There are, like, six, yes. eight yeah, versions. Yeah. So you have yeah, to choose yeah. the correct one. You have to choose the correct one, Specify yeah. which one, yeah. yeah. But like I I say, it's like specifying which bits fall in the Creative Commons and yeah. which ones copyright yeah. that. To me, that seems a bit cleaner and easier, but who knows? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. no. It's nice to see that there are options for people depending on what they want to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to put on uh, a five e SRD, Yes. Yeah. I've got an explanation there how to use the Open gaming license. I've got one there yeah. how to use Creative Commons. I'm going to add not until they kick they put out the final version because it course. might change slightly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna write a. um uh explanation on how to use the orc license as well so people who want to know how to do these things come along and it's all there and they've got the options they've got the three licenses they can choose which one suits them
3: yeah it would be nice to i mean this might go well beyond your scope but and it would probably but no i was just thinking like it's nice to because wizards they had like a little table saying oh well you can use this for our open gaming license and this for our creative Commons Mm -hmm. license so sort of yeah I, sort might, of I might i might make it sort of yeah i might look at making a table like that like like sort of the features and benefits like yeah obviously yeah. you have to make it clear it's not legal yeah. advice but just just to like spell things out yeah that's not a bad idea that's not a bad yeah. idea i might look at doing that oh
1: that'd be amazing yeah
0: yeah right then anyway that that's that i mean we'll probably talk again about it next week when they mm-hmm. when they release the, the final thing but who yes. i mean i would be happy to use sure <laughs> it i think um, yeah. I, I won't say for certain right now until I've seen the final thing but I think i will mm-hmm. probably be okay to use
4: it Yeah, it's one of the ones we're considering for level up with that it was between mm. orc and creative commons but we needed to mm. see the orc license yeah. before making any choices really wasn't
0: it what's interesting is we know we mentioned last week that Curseum had released basic role playing
4: mm-hmm.
0: as mm. open content they've yeah. used the orc license assuming they've used the, the draft orc license <laughs> But well, yeah.
4: maybe they were in conversations with them. Maybe they're like, "Look, we're about to bring this out. We're pretty confident we're going to want to use it. Can we say mm. first?"
3: Is what they want yeah. to say. But yeah, yeah, good for that.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I suppose it's convenient. And unlike the OGL, you don't have to include a copy of the license in your book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if the if the license does change between now and next week, before the final
3: thing, I suppose it doesn't affect their book at all. They don't have to change it. Yeah, I mean, to me again, that feels like an invite. I mean, I'm not having a go at Orc, but. To me, it feels like an advantage to Creative Commons in that it's kept by a third party. Well, that's what they're also doing. They are oh, going to do yeah. that. Um, so oh, they're going good. to
0: register it um, yeah. with uh, Library of Congress mm. in the US. Yes. Which basically means to register the copyright Library of Congress. Basically, the Library of Congress will store the master copy, basically. Mm. It's not quite like that, but that's basically what that does. Yeah, yeah. So there, basically- there will be a
3: copy independently kept. So yeah. they can't do shenanigans like, yeah. I don't know, having 20 years of saying, oh, York can't possibly be revoked and then just in the revoking york say yeah because that would be terrible and no one would ever do such a terrible thing Uh,
1: yeah
0: i'm not sure i'm not sure how useful that actually is now in the day and age of the internet when you
3: will always be able to find the original text Mm, like i'm not sure that's as true as one hope but anyway that's a separate that's a very separate conversation about digital archiving which we do not want to open. but But you you can now go to the (laughs) library of congress
0: in the u.s to get the original text Whatever anyone says the original text is, you can just go there and say, well, that's, that is it.
3: Well, it's a bit of a mission, but probably worthwhile.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. So anyway, so that, that, that was that. But that wasn't the only thing about this open stuff. Mm-hmm. This, uh, reaction to the OGL stuff, which is still going on. Cause there was Bill Press's Black Flag, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, their project Black Flag, which is to make a 5e replacement system completely open. Yep. Yeah. 5e replacement system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a wonderful idea to make a completely open 5e replacement system. Yeah. Great idea. I wish we thought that.
3: Right. Uh, uh, for the benefit of our American yeah. readers, this is Russ deploying what we call weapons-grade sarcasm.
4: <laughs> In reference yeah. to Ian Publishing's Level Up Advanced yeah.
0: Edition. But still, no, anyway. Really? Anyway,
1: different. so mm. we,
0: we've, we've seen a couple of playtest packets for it, mm-hmm. for their Black Flag yeah. system. They've now announced the name of it. So Black Flag was always a codename. name. Yes. So now the name, and the name is Tales of the Valiant.
3: Ah, yes, yes. I don't know just
4: call it Project Black Flag. I, think I quite liked Black name. Flag, yeah I, 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 yeah. I gotta say,
3: I, I, I was fully signed up to Black Flag. I don't know about this Tales of the
0: Valiant. I, I wonder if Black Flag maybe says pirates a little too much for Ma- branding I mean, reasons. Yeah,
4: And people maybe. would be expecting
3: a pirate. Ge- I don't know. I don't but know. But you could what, what, easily
4: you? do a pirate game with 5e. Sure.
1: Like, well, yeah, you know, it's
3: I, not. I, one, it was a red flag because it was a hmm. Jolly Rougier. Two, that we be a skull and Crossbones. And three, the black flag is for anarchy. Mm. But anyway, moving okay. on. Well, um, they're planning a Kickstarter in May,
0: which is next month, but the book's yeah. coming out in 2024. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, they're going to probably use the Orc licence. Yeah. Don't know for sure. Um, there's going to be a system reference document with all the open content, titled Core Fantasy Roleplaying, which would be a more thorough version of the existing 5e system reference document. <laughs>
3: Probably have feats in it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah so people, so players or uh, designers will have options of open 5e, more complete systems to choose from. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. Which is kind of cool. And, and in the meantime, you've got Advanced Vist Edition. So yeah, and of course there's a Cubicle 7s one coming too.
4: C7 D20 system.
0: Anyway, so yeah, that is the thing that happened. So...
4: Tales of the Kickstarter.
0: Valet. They've got a lot of followers, I think, on their Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. I think
4: that one will do a million.
0: Maybe, yeah. I think It'll so. It'll do two, maybe three.
4: You think two
0: I know. Maybe not. I, I don't know. Ooh. Who knows? that would be exciting Ooh. for them
4: if it did. But uh, I think yeah. it will do very well.
1: That's, yeah.
4: But I, the only thing is, obviously, the difficulty with it's coming out in 2024, I wonder if people will still be caring about the OGL stuff next year.
0: But they only have to care about it until next month when they're back to Kickstarter. Uh,
4: I mean, for the Kickstarter purposes, yes. But, like... Right. For the lifetime of the... Pro- I don't know. Yeah,
0: I just, don't know I'm either. just
4: throwing a thought out there. I, yeah, don't, no, know. Sure. I don't know. I don't know what I have, people care about.
0: I, <laughs> I, people, I have pe- seen people say that Project Black Flag kind of isn't quite so important now that the five rules are out in Creative Commons. Hmm.
4: I might disagree, mm. though, because of the... Yeah, because we, yeah, like, as we've said before, like, D&D has backtracked now. Yeah. But can we trust that something like that won't happen again in the future? Well like well, they, fairness, can't, they, they can't
3: backtrack the creative. Not comments, exactly
4: this, but
3: yeah. is, mm. that is that kind of school duggery. Uh and also the fact of the matter is that the five e SRD R D isn't very much fun to work with. It's is like it it's very limited. Yeah, there's like mm. there's big sections of what many people would call the game that are not in it. Mm. Example, Hunter's Mark is not in the five E e SRD. You go to play a ranger without Hunter's Mark, alright then.
0: Mm. does sound
3: like something yeah, else. yeah and there's only there's only one feat and is it yes like grappler one... grappler is the feat is it one subclass for each class that's correct yes it's yeah. the first subclass from each of the player handbook mm. which includes such such beasts of uh subclasses I mean, has yeah. the champion fighter Yeah, I mean, when you're making when you're making stuff that's compatible with 5e, that's not that much
0: of a handicap because unless you're actually planning on reprinting subclasses and feats from from the player's handbook, which you're probably not going to be doing in your book, it doesn't matter that much. So they're kind of there as an example of how a subclass works and says, okay, now you can make your own subclasses. This is what it looks like. It's kind of how that works, but. yeah, uh, it, that's kind it of done. So, yeah, well, that was kind of done so that because back in like the three E days with three E S R D, companies like Mongoose and a couple of others would take the S R D and they'd literally print it as a book and sell it.
1: Really?
0: Basically, a version of D and D, and and that that S R D was way more um, complete than than the five E. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and, and they and they do that. You could literally go and buy like you know a three E fantasy game, which is basically the S R D with a nice cover. And a bit of artwork sprinkled through. Hmm. And I think well, that's what they were trying to avoid doing. So this SRD I mean, on its own, yeah, you can't use that, on its own. That
4: does feel very cheeky. I've got to say. I, I, like, that made me smart. Because I was like, that's, that's quite scandalous. Yeah, people did do. that. If but you yeah, go on like, to DriveThruRPG yeah, right now,
0: mm-hmm. go try yeah. through RPG right now, there will be probably a half dozen companies which still sell mm-hmm. their own com- compiled version of 3E SRD.
4: Yeah. I mean, that's wow. that's entirely believable.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: God bless. Well, it's the thing okay. you do. Yes. Anyway, 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 anyway. Moving on, moving on. Lord of the Rings. Ooh. 5e is coming Ooh. next month. Again. Again. Yes, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Cubicle 7 did this with Adventures in Middle-earth yeah. a few years ago. And they did the One Ring. Free League now has the One Ring. They did a $2 million Kickstarter a year ago, two years ago, whenever it was, mm-hmm. for the One Ring. And now they are releasing the 5e version for those that don't want to play. hmm the One Ring version. I would always advise play the One Ring version because it's tailor-made for for the setting. But if you want to play the 5e version, um this is coming out next month. Not on Kickstarter. It's just being released. Yeah. It's a 236-page book coming out May the 9th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, powered by 5e. Obviously, six new classes. Yeah. Six new cultures. I'm not 100% sure what a culture is in that context.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll find out. Yeah,
0: comprehensive rules for journeys, new artifacts. The magic system's a little more low key in the way the Tolkien magic is than, than than say Forgotten Realms magic.
3: Oh, I was quite, I was quite looking forward to coming to the rescue of Helm's Deep uh, and casting Meteor Swarm on the way down. Exactly. The yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's wow. coming next month. So, and there's going to be a, an adventure book called Shire <laughs> Adventures with five adventures in it, and there's going to be a, a GM screen, a master screen. Um, which will
3: also include a compendium about Rivendell. Oh, are they selling a CD of the Hovis ad music to just have on con- continuously on repeat whilst you're playing?
4: I don't think they'd have a CD of it, though, these days. That's
3: true. I <laughs> list say somewhere. The <laughs> <laughs> <God. Yes. laughs>
4: CD does go, not exist
3: in the 1990s. No.
1: No. I, um,
4: I actually got sent the PDF of this this week. Oh. I haven't had the chance to read through it. Um, mm. I think there's an embargo date, so I probably can't talk about the details of it until a certain date. But And I haven't read it yet, anyway. But I am going well, to I have, read I have through not
0: it. been sent the a PDF of
3: it. Oh,
4: Ooh. I think it was so sent I, to... I e- definitely can't talk about it. I, <laughs>
3: now the pupil has become the master.
4: <laughs> I think it is sent it to EN, EN World, so I'm sure you can have a look at it. So I'll let you have yeah. a look at it if you want. Um, oh. Not the book, the PDF. But yeah, yeah. so... Well, I, am
0: intri- I am intrigued. I'm, I'm trying to decide whether to buy it or not, just because... Will I get a chance to play it? I'm really reaching that point where it's hmm. kind of, will I get a chance to play it? But then I do like collecting these things and reading them. So I don't know. We'll see.
4: It will be pretty because hmm. it's by Free League. So it will be it pretty, will be, yeah. Uh, it, it will look pretty. lovely on that bookshelf behind you full. Do you have, an, uh, do you have any hmm. space for it There, Rust. realistically, looking behind you right now? There's, I can't um, see I've a got,
0: got a little job. bit of space on my left.
4: Okay, here. fair enough. There we go. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: I, I mean, Should maybe
3: talk- if he cut it down to just like the two shelves instead of all three shelves for that copy of the Dallas RPG then maybe you'd be able to make more <laughs> space can you, can, you, can you see that there <laughs> yeah yeah okay. the Dallas I RPG I can, yeah.
4: yeah oh is it on the left of the chair no I can't see it
3: I was I don't know where it is exactly I, I, I was technically deploying a technique we call lying for comedic effect oh I see oh you. I well, thank sorry you for, Thank you for explaining the joke, everyone. That that's you know so you know a very Peter, good joke. Yeah.
4: Unlike you, I don't want to lie to our listeners, so I guess that's I'd, the difference between really? us.
3: Oh, well, there we go. Uh, welcome to much-deserved well, tabletop <laughs> RPG talk. We have three co-hosts: one always lies, one always tells the truth,
4: <laughs> and one doesn't know the difference. Yes.
3: Um, yeah. Anyway, tell, us, do, tell us tell us something about Star Trek.
0: Uh,
4: Who me or Peter?
0: I'm assuming you're looking at the news. I, I do I'm have the I'm assuming
4: Peter
3: is not looking at the news. All right. <laughs> okay, it's my job for you to explain things to me.
4: <laughs> okay, <laughs> great. Yes. So, Star Trek Adventures. So, they're always doing mm-hmm. cool stuff. So, they're always putting cool stuff out. But this yeah. is like different um, because the Star Trek animated series, Lower Decks, which I believe is on Netflix. I think it's on Netflix. Anyway.
3: Oh, Prime, as I recall. It's on
4: Prime. It's on...
0: No, it's on Paramount, wouldn't it? Would it not be? I don't know. Somewhere... I've watched Online. it, so it's not Online exists right? a streaming
4: service where you can yes. watch Star Trek Lower Decks. And it's like an animated comedy of Star Trek. It's it's silly, mm. fun. Um, I quite like it. I've seen a few episodes. Yeah. Um, but Midifius is uh, taking that genre and making mm. um, <laughs> a book, a campaign guide for it. Mm.
3: Yeah. Why not?
4: So in the third quarter of this year, there's going to be the full 240-page hardcover book. Uh, the cover looks really cool. It's really nice. I think if you're... A, if you like Star Trek and if you're a fan of the animated series, this is going to be nice. You're going to like it. Um, mm. But, yeah, it says the source book will have the tongue-in-cheek style of the show. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it looks pretty good. Um, I think mm. now there is something you can download. Let me do my good podcasting duty. Oh, yes, there is a Star Trek Adventure Lodex Season 1 crew pack available now for just under $5. So you can yeah. get that, but the full book will be out you later. get all the character sheets. Yeah, yeah, so you can get all the character stuff now, but the full um, campaign guide is coming um, later this year, but that looks kind yeah. of fun.
0: Yeah, I, have, I haven't watched the uh, cartoon series myself, but I know a lot of people like it. Yeah. yeah,
4: it looks pretty good. And also, I believe is there is Rivers of London. There's an official launch event.
0: Yeah, really. it's, it's actually here finally.
4: Oh. Yes, so I thought they'd already done that. Uh,
0: but well, the, they, I think the PDF came out late, right, uh, right at the end of last year. Sweet yeah, clean uh, at the end of last year, but the actual
3: meet. If Possibly I
0: then, maybe. Yeah, I can't remember S- where, but uh,
4: so yes, so in London, yeah, mm. in the book in London makes sense to launch it. Yes. The Rivers of London role playing game. They're having a launch event at Forbidden mm. Planet yeah, uh, yeah. on next week on Tuesday, the eighteenth of April.
1: That's right.
4: yes. sweet. I think there's gonna be people there to like sign your book and stuff when you pick mm-hmm. it up. Ooh. So it's like Bit a like a, bu- a book launch event, like nice. you know, as as one yeah. would expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's from five pm to six pm. So if you are in London and uh, excited about Rivers of London.
3: In that there, go London. There. Mm, sounds exciting.
4: Go there. Okay. And you can pre-order the book and, and things now as well. But yeah, but that's been a long time coming, so I thought that was worth uh, Which day mentioning. was it? Uh, Rivers of London. Which day? Uh, which day? Tuesday, yes. okay. 6th, 18th of April. Yeah. In the evening. In London. Ooh. Specifically, Forbidden Planet. In a
3: London. In uh, unfortunately, I have all of my... Most, most of my collection of Rivers of London is actually on audiobook. So that would be somewhat harder to sign. <laughs> mm.
4: But you could uh, listen... I some of the
3: comic books, so I could get them
0: to... Well, sign. I suppose they could just sign your phone or something.
4: I don't, I don't know Thanks if for your contribution the for RPG... <laughs> I don't know who's going to be there signing stuff and things. Maybe yeah. it's just the RPG creators, but I don't... Uh, you can take a look and find out more. But anyway, that, that okay. book is, is going to be available now, so if you've been waiting for that...
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, would anyone like to read the introduction to to Save a Kingdom? I already have.
3: Don't me to read it out for you. (laughs) Yeah, the whole thing. And this is
4: what the second half of this podcast will be.
3: (laughs) In the best dramatic styles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm an excellent narrator.
0: Yeah, so this is 10 pages. I'll show you. I can't remember how many pages it is. But basically, um, it's the first few pages of the To Save a Kingdom Adventure Path, which is on Kickstarter right now. Mm -hmm. Nice. It includes an overview of the actual adventure path and an introduction to the uh, world of LSR where the adventure path is set. So you can download that for free. We'll put a link in the show notes. You can download it for free. And then if you (laughs) like what you see, go and actually buy the hardcover, the 400 page hardcover on Kickstarter. Yeah. Nice.
4: Please do that. would be nice. We'd like that.
0: Yeah. All right. What other news do we have? Fallout. Fallout.
4: So another Modiphius game, Fallout, the role-playing game. Mm Mm-hmm. So player characters, so they've released more information. So they've got their upcoming book, Winter of Atom, which mm-hmm. is a new book in the range. And mm-hmm. um, they've done an article with more kind of previews on the characters. There's a new origin option um, of like a, a Generation 3 synth. Um, so mm-hmm. if you're a fan mm-hmm. of, the, of the digital game, you probably know what that is. So they're like kind of replicants um, and they look like people. So very, very kind of Blade Runner style. Um, yeah. That in- includes them, so you can play those kind of characters. That's the main thrust I've taken from that. No. Um, <laughs> and uh, oh, oh, there's also ch- uh, Child of Atom. Their members, it uh, tells you about this uh, radiation worshipping cult. Children of Atom have been blessed by the Atom, and they have immunity to radiation. Mm. says so there's more details on that. So if you're looking forward to The Winter okay. of Atom, which is coming out um, soon, actually, because it's the second quarter of 2023, which we are now in. So at some point over the next two, three months, The Winter of Atom will be released if you're wanting more information, they've done like a full kind of information post about it, just telling you about those bits and pieces. Yeah. Was that I an would, interesting summary?
0: It was. I have but, a Kickstarter here that I think was specifically designed for Peter. Go on. <laughs> <laughs>
4: this is intriguing.
0: It's called Magical Kitties Noir.
4: I talked about this on... Not D&D. Uh, right, right. Okay. Yeah, okay. of the, 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 the kitties one.
3: Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> I I am... Has you know very fond of uh, Nine Lives of Valhalla, um a game which I have never purchased or played, but which I love in concept. In fact, I mm-hmm. dare not purchase it because how could it possibly compare to the image I have in my head? So mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, maybe I should. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, you were saying well, Magical Kitties Noir, well, Russ. Yeah, Magical mm-hmm.
0: so Kitties Noir. So there's a Magical Kitties RPG. Yes. Uh, okay. And this is, and the concept of this is: every magical kitty has a human, every human has a problem, the magical kitty uses magical powers to solve the problem. It's kind of how it it works. Um, It's a a full RPG with a fairly sort of simple kind of storytelling system attached to it. Mm -hmm. So um, there's witches and aliens and hyper-intelligent raccoons and things like that. And these are sort of like causing the problems or making them worse or whatever. So that's kind of the basic Magical Kitties game. Yeah. Yeah. The Magical Kitties Noir is a new kind of hometown called Sunset
3: City. Okay. To
0: launch your new detective series. Or introduce an intriguing mystery that any visiting kitty can uncover. Sunset it, City, that's an unfortunate name.
3: Okay, but let's so continue. So
4: this is, this is cats in, like, yes. trench coats and, like, yes. the, the trilby L- yeah. yeah. hats. The fedora, yeah. fedora, that's one, whatever yeah. it's called. You,
0: you joined the Cat Eyes Detective Agency.
4: Yeah, I lo- I'm invested. I love this. I'm here for it. Mm. I'm excited. Yeah.
0: Exactly. It is. It is kind of fun. Here we go. Welcome mm. to Sunset City, where there's always something fishy going on. Cat. And we're not talking tuna here.
1: Because
0: <laughs> they're cats. Yes, and cats. cats like fish. It's, it's, this and is that was a joke. Yeah.
4: I'm not even being well. sarcastic, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be clear, I yes.
0: Yeah. So you, you can pick up you can pick up Magical Kitties Noir and you can also pick up the original Magical Kitties RPG along with it.
4: I will, um, I'm going to.
0: and a bunch of other stuff Ooh. from Kickstarter.
3: Atlas Games, the people who bought us Fontry. Yes, and the
4: screams, yes. yes. It uh, was recommended to me on, I, so I did a pre-recording, so Monday's episode of Not D&D, so if you're listening to us, the episode that comes out on Monday the 17th of April was pre-recorded, and it was with the creator of Guild Chronicles, which is also live on Kickstarter right now, and at the end of each episode I asked someone what's a role-playing game you recommend, and mm. they recommended this one, that's what they said, because right. they play it with their daughter. Sure. Mm. And so it does It does feel like a really good game, So because I know loads of gamers now, like a... Because we're not young anymore, a lot of us, uh, uh, and what? some some have children, Ooh, um, and yes. so th- this seems like a really fun game to kind of introduce, you know, the younger mm. people in your life to. Or players are
3: under six, it says.
4: Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, they, I think they said that their child was like around that that age. I can't remember now. Yeah. But um, they, they, they recommended it as well. I think it's something I'll look into because it just sometimes you don't want to play a, a gritty, crunchy game. You sometimes you just want to be a cat in a trench coat. You know, we yeah. all have those mm. days.
1: Do <laughs> we? So, yeah. You can I'll run fix. it for you
4: both if you want.
3: All right.
0: Deal. Oh, Solved. Oh, no take <laughs> backs. <laughs> no
3: take
4: backs. All right. Let me go to Kickstarter and, now. And
0: Daryl, make sure that this is in the podcast so there are
3: so
4: witnesses right. as well. Should we do it as an actual play then? On
3: the end an play? Oh,
1: yeah. <sighs> I have got
3: the noir bit. I'm still working through Magic Kitties. Mm-hmm. But it's lovely black and white drawing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's
3: good.
0: It's good. Yeah. Um. So. Did we mention the Tabletop News Kickstarter? No.
1: So this is a Kickstarter that was launched a few weeks ago Mm
0: -hmm. for a, I think, weekly video news show of the Tabletop Week's Tabletop News. Well, we did talk about
3: it. Did we talk about it? I can't remember what we had. I I don't Uh, remember at all.
0: Okay. Um, Um, Sorry. Well, it didn't look like it was doing all that well, but it seems Mm. to have picked up some steam now, and it's now clearly definitely going to fund. Right. it's got six days to go and it's almost there right. um, I think my my sort of problem with backing this one is I wasn't really sure what I was getting because it seems like they can't just make the tabletop news video and just give it to backers because hmm. I, the very idea of that is they need as many people as possible to watch it so yeah. um, the, the actual rewards that they could offer to backers weren't the actual core product
3: the, the actual which, rewards that you get are you, you've helped bring it into existence yeah, good job yeah. So, yeah, yeah so
0: so you get you get credits um, and you get behind the scenes digital photos and other stuff, and stuff. that you are no know
3: interest in i understand yeah yeah, yeah we're yeah. a very strange podcast because we like actively celebrate people that are technically competition uh for say not D and also this podcast but i mm. uh, it's like i really like the fact that we're just like ah, look at these people look at them
4: Having a go. People, Good stuff. you know, there's people can listen to lots of things though. We
3: got we want to watch something
0: as well, basically.
1: Yeah. Well yeah, these yeah. are
0: these are these are kind of like professional sort of hollywoody people, I think, a
1: lot of these people <sighs> as well. Yeah, yeah, like I do this or,
4: week in Tabletop RPG, but that's just a little podcast of me talking very quickly about three minutes of what's mm, going on. This will be a lot it. more slick and professional. Mm, yeah. It is a tough sell when you do a Kickstarter though and you're not giving mm, them a, a physical product. Yeah. I had something that, like that.
0: It's going to be hard to monetize it's, as well. It's mm. really
4: difficult because I did that for crowdfunding when I opened my board game cafe. So obviously, mm. we couldn't, weren't giving yeah, people yeah, actual yeah. things. But so it was really yeah. hard to find uh, intangible things that provided yeah. value. Yeah, and it's
0: not like you could say, okay, the backers get access to the board game cafe <laughs> because you need more than that. Yeah, to be going to the cafe. So yeah. exactly. Yeah,
1: that, so yeah that's yeah, that's why yeah, you
3: know, and convention kickstarters as well have a similar problem. Yeah, yeah. I'll give that. Yeah, but I think high backs your. Kickstarter. This is long before I ever knew you. Or oh, knew of you, But just you, because Peter. it's like, oh, yeah, like, all right, mm. Port Game Cafe.
1: Yeah. Did you, ha- didn't yeah. even know
3: you didn't have one yet. I thought you had one. I was coming in from Bournemouth to run a uh, StabCon. No, well.
4: we didn't. We didn't have one. No. That was part of our marketing, though.
3: Mm. It was cool
4: people. Um, right.
0: Anyway, I think. Are we at the end of the news? Is there any more news?
4: So, Historia is a dark fantasy renaissance setting for 5e populated by anthropomorphic animals. Hmm. I don't know much about this, but the poster looks wild. There's like a one-eyed cat with a hood staring at you, which as we've established, 10 out of 10, we already love. And then like an uh, anthropomorphic pig fighting an anthropomorphic wolf. Um, that's quite the cover. I don't know anything about this game, but the cover looks great. Strong. That's coming out at some point. There you go. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Modiphius has announced they've they've put a deal to distribute this game... Uh, from the Italian studio. Uh, I don't have Ooh. any dates. Uh, oh, no, I do. So, starting the 3rd of May, that will be available in the UK and EU. Oh, cool. You both seem thrilled by that news. <laughs> I d- that is what's While happening. Well,
3: i Yeah, No, I mean, good for them.
4: It is good yeah. for them.
3: All right then. I'm pleased, a- Spiritually. Okay,
0: we got an email from Edwin Nagy, I believe is how you pronounce that from Frog God Games. Oh yeah. yeah, and they wanted to mention that they are sort of like tangentially involved in publicising a gaming event. Paladin Razo, uh, uh online personality, is organising a thirty-day marathon game of Rapan Athak Five E in July. Rapan Afak is a big, big dungeon. Yeah, mega game. dungeon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in July, a um, mm. uh, part of it is to raise money for charity. Water. Okay. So it's a charity event, and part of the reason to do it is to break the current record for a continuous game, which is over 400 hours at the oh moment. Oh my
1: goodness. They right. want to
0: break that record. Um, they actually set that record themselves last year using Mad Mage. Right. So they want to break that
3: record. Um, I, so, I, mean, I don't know about you, Jessica, but I, I, I'm sort of... Like 30 days, people are getting like a month off to play games. Don't know how it works exactly. I, I guess there'll be some switching it, players in a, and out. A as long as the it's a relay,
4: clearly. Yeah, yeah. it must,
1: must be. must yeah,
0: be. I assume. I assume. Yeah, so basically, um, Edwin is like, uh, partly owns the company that's publishing the dungeon they're, they're running, mm-hmm. but isn't actually involved in, in the project itself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well,
1: Edwin? Uh, this is.
0: Yeah, they'll be recruiting gamers and GMs in May. So, like GMs, multiple GMs, yeah. So, it's yeah. going to be a really yeah. In yeah. May. Um, so, oh. and they'll be running and streaming this thing in July.
4: Oh, so if people are interested in GMing or being a player, where can they find out more info?
0: Um, I imagine more info will be forthcoming when they, when they, uh, when they start
3: recruiting. That's not until next month. Okay. What, they're going to recruit in May for a July event? Yeah. Alright. Good luck, ads.
0: Right, which evil villain shall we slay next? I have a hankering for some smiting.
4: Uh, Bartram the Abominable?
3: No, we got him last month, hoist by his own petard. Literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, yeah, so we did. <laughs> a fine day that was.
0: Well, how about Grizzly Gertrude Young Godly?
4: No, no, we um, we put an end to her reign of the dismay back in the spring. You know, remember the party the Duke put on for us?
3: Oh,
1: of course.
3: What a fine banquet that was. Well then, it must be time to give Thalamax the Crimson Scourge of Ballyville, a good thrashing, eh? Ah, locked him in a cage with his own dire weasels, remember?
1: Um,
4: Snodgrass? You know, the Winter Fiend.
0: Iced him. Azeroth, the fire demon. He's toast. Bartle the bloody. Eviscerated. Roger, the Badger King. Currently a guest at the Duke's finest dungeon.
4: (laughs) Wow, we... We have been clearing up recently, haven't we? I mean, still, you know, no matter. I mean, there's always more where that came from. Oh,
3: Jack of the Cruel. Eliminated three months
0: ago.
4: Oh, uh, Gloria, the atrocious.
0: Ah, oh, no, dispatched last summer.
3: Darragon, the Kai.
4: Gave him his marching orders just a fortnight ago.
3: What, even Belgal the beastly? They're all
0: dead.
4: You know, I, I fear we've done our job too well.
0: Are there truly no villains left to best? No evildoers or miscreants to apprehend? Not a single knave, scoundrel or brute to smite with the righteous fury of due process? It seems
3: not, my friend.
4: So, we've defeated every arch warlord, tyrant, necromancer, clown, demon, devil, dragon or death knight in the realm?
0: Well, then, what are we to do? I'm too young to retire. And I am too old to retire.
4: You know what, we certainly can't go back to clearing rats from the cellar. I mean, not at our level. Well, then
0: I fear that leaves us with only one option. I wait with bated breath.
4: I mean, I'm all ears.
0: Well, we slain all the beasts. Yeah. vanquished the monsters.
4: Yes.
0: Defeated every last foe. Yeah. Except for one.
4: Who is this you speak of? A demon lord? An archfiend, A vengeance god bent on destruction?
0: Oh no, I speak of none other than...
3: None other than... The GM!
4: He... So you want us to kill the game master?
3: The architect of worlds, narrator of tales, and a roller of the celestial dice? That's the one!
4: But what, what will become of us? You know, of the realm, should its beneficent overlord cease to be.
3: We shall elevate ourselves and take their place. <laughs> we will be masters of our
4: own fate. So we could we could create worlds and reshape reality to our whim.
3: Finally, I shall rule the cosmos I crush the What? Too far? You're sounding a little evil there, mate. A little
0: evil?
4: Yeah, a bit arch villainy.
0: Arch villainy? My friend Rogue, I think we have found our next foe.
3: Wait, what? Me?
4: Indeed, friend finder, let us slay this diabolical magician and end their deadly threat.
3: No, stop,
0: I didn't mean. Prepare for thy doom, fiend!
4: Ah! <laughs> Phew, <sighs> <sighs> that's them taken care of.
0: About bloody time, too.
4: It's quite the elaborate setup though, you know. All that no villains left to fight and let's kill the GM. You know, we could have just quickly stabbed them in the back and been done with it. Stabbed them in the back?
0: What dishonour do you speak of? Huh? I should have seen it earlier. The true villainy stands before me now
4: Uh hang on. This is not what we agreed.
0: Time to face justice, you malevolent miscreant No
4: no no put that sword away! <laughs>
0: <sighs> now finally I can have my afternoon nap in peace.
2: Malak the Maleficent here. If, like me, you're enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing on Patreon for exclusive bonus content every week and the warm, fuzzy feeling of knowing you are helping to keep the show going. Subscribe at patreon.com slash morris. There, I said it. Can you stop staring at me like that now? The things I do. All right, all right. Don't forget... Patreon.com slash Morris. Can I go now?
0: We are covering the second half, well, it's kind of like the last third, I guess, of the D&D Creator Summit. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We covered the first part last week and it went on for ages, which is why we decided to split it into two. Do the second part now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Last okay. week, what did we cover? Last week, last week was the virtual tabletop and the future of D and D beyond. Yes, and some general Q and A stuff
3: and people complaining mm-hmm. that they weren't getting invited to um, comment on D and D stuff. Yeah, about having massive follower yeah. accounts. Yeah.
0: So this week, what we have left is the uh, one D and D seminar. It's not quite the presentation. I think is the is the term. Yeah. So. There's a general Q and A, or yeah. there's two. There were two general Q and As which we can cover, mm-hmm. but there's and uh, there's also the one D and D presentation. So I don't know what order we want to do this in. Should we do the general Q and As first and then that. the one D and D? I'm going to just do them in the order that are on the screen. So I'm going to start with the Q and As then, and then we'll place. finish with Put the one D and D presentation. All right, general Q and A. So uh, general Q and A. Um, this was Dan Rossen and Kyle Brink took the lead on this segment um mm. so this is a slight schedule change mm-hmm. at the time and okay. they stepped in and did a sort of general q a and just at the floor ask various questions so this is kind of a a, a kind of capital kind of thing okay yeah. so it covers a, a range of subjects and so the first question came that came in was said "Look, i think a conversation should take place about creators who create with and for wizards of the coast Mm-hmm. Okay, and they sort of asked whether wizards had a need, or a need for that, or had any plans to do do anything like that.
4: And this, and this, again, just I know we said last week is like content creators, so people who like make videos and write news articles about D anD d and stuff like that. Is that the scope?
0: I don't know the context in which that person was asking the question. I assume I'm going to just assume creators in the broader context. So okay. anyone who's
4: so including like third party
1: publishers. I
0: guess, yeah, okay, yeah, because cool. you weren't actually there for this, but this is. Um, no Beth covered this bit yes. this, was just, okay. this kind of got into the early hours of the morning for me, so I, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. I went into bed and Beth, Beth took over so um, mm-hmm. they answered that they they do want to be a partner of choice, and uh, they acknowledge that d and; d is a community effort and they're going to be sort of at conventions more so that they can sort of engage with um, engage with the fans and, and stuff like that. Um, they can't talk about it they said they can't speak as to why that dropped off. Okay. So I'm not sure what that means, but they are going to be more visible at conventions, which will allow for more dialogue. So I think the answer to that kind of just was they, they, they generally want to just be a bit more plugged into the community as a whole, whether that be YouTube creators or possibly third party creators or DM skill creators or, or whatever. Or I think
3: show up to conventions and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: I mean, some, some do point out that there is kind of like, sort of distrust and a uh, lack of confidence in Wizards going around at the moment, mm-hmm. um, especially since, you know, the OGL um, thing earlier in the year. Um, and they did say that many of them were attacked for even coming to the convention, uh, the uh, summit. Yeah. Uh, online.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I wasn't, but uh, uh, well, s- some of them were. Yeah. And they kind of asked what what Wizards was going to do about that and cool. how to restore the lack of trust the community feels.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Um, so they... They said, well, that's basically what they're doing right now. That's what the answer was. This is part of that. This is it. This is, we're reaching out to the community. We're having summits. We're going to conventions. We're we're doing blog posts. We're doing, you know, all these things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They're engaging directly is what they said. So they admit that January was horrible. Yep. Um, and they lost sight, they say, in that moment. D and D is a dialogue and they're really not happy with the trust that they burned. Yep.
1: Sure.
0: They are pleased that. The SRD is now in Creative Commons and irreversibly so. They think that's a, 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 a sort of ironclad gesture. Mm-hmm. The D&D, well, they want D&D to remain open and inclusive.
1: I'd dig- and one
0: they can't take back.
1: Yep.
4: I'd, ag- I'd agree. That's a true statement.
0: Yeah. And also, they sort of said they want the feedback aimed at them directly. They don't want people sort of going after creators working with them. Like the people mm-hmm. who were attacked for going to the summit. Mm-hmm. They don't want that to happen. If you, if, you know, Creators shouldn't be taking the abuse of things that wizards did.
4: Yeah. That's true.
0: Hmm. Um, so someone sort of said, well, you know, fair enough, but people are still going to yell at us. Mm. It's mm. been going on for a month. Now, this was an interesting thing, and I think this kind of got a bit sort of like taken out of context online because some, someone did start talking about mental health and how this does have an effect on their mental health.
4: Oh, yeah, of course. Like online abuse and... Having
3: random people shout at you online.
4: yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But... There was an element where they sort of asked whether I wasn't there, but no. the how it's being repeated online and reported mm. online is how someone was basically asking whether Wizards of the Coast would provide mental health resources for people mm. who created things related to D and D. That's how it's been spun online. Now, I don't think that was quite the question, because obviously Wizard of the Coast is not going to provide a health package for anyone who happens to write a blog about D&D. That's not a practical solution. Interesting. Um, But I don't think that's what the questioner was asking, really. No. Um, I think that's just how it got spun online, and people would yeah. sort of like. Yeah,
4: that is a you know good. How twist, you know
3: how people twist stuff and just try
4: that and. That is it, a good clickbaity title to write. As yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think.
3: Yeah. People misreporting on mental health issues. Yeah. Goodness, that's yeah. never happened before. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Oh, how new. Yeah. Another, Peter
4: hmm. is shooketh about this news.
3: Yeah. You know, they
0: kind of answered, well, we're working on this within the company. But it's kind of difficult if you're outside the company. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. and um, what and they they said, Well, send us your suggestions for how you can be supported in this manner. I mean, these are mm. hard questions. They understand yeah. the concerns yeah. about being targeted online. Yeah. They've had it happen to their own staff members. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is a difficult problem and it doesn't have a straightforward answer. Yeah. And then someone sort of said employees have access to mental health resources and
3: support. Yeah. Mm. Uh but freelancers don't. Mm.
1: Yeah, which
4: mm. that's the So difference- if you're a freelancer
3: that starts doing a module for them, say, then there will be some people, yeah. wrongly, I will say, I'll say it right now, wrongly, being attacked for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not right to attack those people. Yeah. They've literally had nothing to do with the problems you have with Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's, a, that's long and short of it. it
4: but alas, mm-hmm. alas. It is tricky to...
3: Because yeah. I don't know I mean, how you they,
4: solve that. I think just online harassment mm-hmm. can be a thing. Like When I yeah. when I started working mm-hmm. at EAN and doing the podcast, I um, mm-hmm. tried to lock down a lot of my... Online stuff, so I couldn't be doxed and things. And I said, mm. and I said to my partner because we lived together. I was like, Hey, by the way, I'm a woman that says things online about games. Some people might dislike this, and so mm. I, our address could get out there at some point So, I, so needed to make sure that their profile was locked down as well. So things like that yeah. that hasn't happened to me, but I'm very aware it happens to people. Yeah. For very but, little. So yeah. i get it's an yeah. issue. But I just but, I can't think of a way that D and D as a company could. Yeah. Well, I think kind of the, that, you know,
0: the angle they're, they're taking here, though, is sort of, mm-hmm. we're talking about freelancers who work for wizards. Yeah. Hmm. M- more so. And people attacking them specifically for working for wizards. Yeah. Right. After wizards have burnt the attacker's trust. I'm trying to make sure I get the right people right. So I think that's sort of, the problem. I think that's why they, they sort of think that perhaps, like, wizards does have a little bit of, responsibility to at least say something or you know uh, it's yeah. tricky
4: though because i'm trying to think as a publisher at ian this i don't to my knowledge this hasn't happened but we have freelance writers working on lots of different projects and if yeah. that happened to them what
0: what could we what do what could I we mean, do
4: yeah like obviously like we could easily put out a statement on social media being like yeah, hey
3: yeah come yell I at mean, me uh, uh, so this sassy. is <laughs> not it. comparing like mm. like in any way like I mean, nothing.
4: Trying to imply that EM Publishing is not the same scale business as Dungeons and Dragons of Hasbro.
3: I, I believe I'm talking to two thirds of the staff right now. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like yeah, there's not enough people in here to even write a wizard's like source book, right? Mm. How dare
4: you? <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, it's not the same. Uh, I'm. I mean, we're a different scale, obviously. But yeah. I was just.
3: Hmm. But the, the know. moral obligation of a company
4: mm-hmm.
1: after
3: they have made a mistake to people who are not technically their direct employees, but who they are hiring and who are therefore mm-hmm. incurring
1: yeah.
3: problems mm. and damage, is yeah. a thing to mm. be considered. So you know, it's like what what can you do? Not very much. What could be done is a different question.
4: What, could what be, should be what, done? What could is be another. done? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. What? I'm like, what could or should be done? What are yeah. the things?
3: Yeah, but, but what must be done is I suspect nothing there's no obligation to do it so I guess it's sort of almost a okay, but what is this of, it though yeah, what could be done yeah that's what I mean that's yeah. what I'm
4: curious about what is
3: this What is this it that's not being done what could be, find, be done maybe find something I don't know I'm not
0: aiming oh, you know, a okay. dollar corporation <laughs> okay. I th- I, sorry I yeah. thought
4: you were saying it as if you knew and I was like yeah. like yeah. it was really yeah. obvious yeah. Yeah. and I was like that, yeah, it, it be like, to like,
0: there's a solution
4: that's fine I also don't know the solution but I thought you had the secret
3: Oh, uh, well, I've only just heard about it. I'm sure there'll be some helpful people who will be along mm. to be able to suggest some things.
0: Yeah, I mean, off offhand, I can't think of anything other than putting out a statement yes. and setting a good example. Yeah, I can't really think of much else that wizards can do.
4: Yeah. Pay them protection money.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Have safe I mean, not,
0: houses. Not, not, or, 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 what they can do is not do things that make people angry at them and then vent their... Yeah, anger at the people working with them. Try,
4: yeah, yeah. To that, try, try to be do. less. Twa- I, I feel that's a very twa- low
3: baseline. Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't don't wind up people by doing the sort of thing that gets people agitated. Mm. That that seems like a very low baseline. I mean, uh, you have things like employment assessment programs in the UK, speaking mm. specifically for mental health, mm-hmm. where uh, employees can phone up and speak to a counsellor. So possibly, yeah. if you have been contracted by Was the Coast. Access to that sort of mental health provision on a limited basis, perhaps. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. might yeah. be something.
1: Maybe they use I mean, on yeah.
3: a case by case basis. With
0: two yeah. groups of people here, though, we're talking yeah. freelancers who have worked for Wizard of The Ghost, hmm. and I kind of, I can kind of see that. There, we're yeah. also talking just the, the greater community—people hmm. who write articles or who make blogs or podcasts—and yes. just generally you know, work in that sphere but don't work for or with
3: wizards directly.
4: Like we do. We talk about their stuff and things, but yeah, like yeah we're but we not don't work with them at
3: that. all. So yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, as has the I mean, I obviously live in my own little bubble, oblivious to everything, just spouting off and causing <laughs> angry listeners to write in emails to Russ and call us cultural Marxists, um for or for whatever reason. Um like do we get have we had any flack a kickback? No, nothing at all, no. No, sorry. no, no. no. Oh, Not at all. Um, that's nice. So, yeah. yeah. Thank oh, you listeners. Was, we
0: appreciate it. What, 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 did we, what did we have next? So we had some talks about sort of like Wizard of the Coast's values, um, inclusivity, and some of the missteps that they've made recently. So okay. there were two or three questions about this. Yeah. Um, one was about the Hadozi. Mm. Uh, there was the longstanding conversation about walks that's been going on.
1: Mm-hmm. Changes Ooh.
0: to the term race. And, you know, the various things that are sort of going around at the moment in the community and in sort of like the way Wizards yeah. presents material.
4: Sure.
0: And so they've sort of asked, what is their game plan for approaching on a, sort of a high-level level? High-level level? A high-level level? Yeah, a high-level level. Yeah. A high-level level. A high-level approach. So get
3: these people at is yeah. what I'm saying.
1: Anyway.
3: <laughs> Sorry.
0: Uh, for, uh, like, handling it and rebuilding trust and things like that. So mm. what their core values are, or what, who are their core audience Mm. especially with like queer trans players being more visible than used to be and you know things like that mm. so what they did say they're doing as far as the content itself they're doing inclusion reviews so they're sharing it to like professional um, reviewers who are going to review it for content make changes um, and things like that to make the game as welcoming as possible to as many people as possible species is one change they're testing it's, no decision has been made yet whether they're going to keep that mm. species is just something they're testing in the moment yeah so at a high at a sort of high level their core values and their their core audience they sort of say that their core audience is more people, not fewer they're trying to widen the play space
1: mm-hmm.
0: so they sort of said like today's audience is bigger than it's ever been, but they think it's smaller than it could be
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it could be more inclusive yeah uh so they need to the phrase they use walk their walk their convictions and ideologies of inclusivity to make it clear hate is not welcome the way they're going to sort of do that is they, do you remember they mentioned like content guidelines that they were going to publish? Oh rings yeah.
4: Bells. Hmm. yeah. I kind of forgot so, about that with January. Yeah.
0: So it's something that they can't enforce no. legally in any way, but they can, they can put the guidelines up and say, this is what we're doing. This is the example we're setting. And this is what yeah. we'd like you to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then set an example by following those guidelines themselves. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's about all they can do. They can't. They can't make other people behave in certain ways, I, but they can set an example. And
4: it's yeah, it's like I guess it's the same as like at conventions and things like that. They have a policy. They say yeah. you can't. Ultimately, you cannot control other people's behaviour, but you can tell them how mm. you expect them to act and yeah. what they should be doing. Yeah, sort of
3: like I feel like sort of a, almost a code of conduct then. Sort of, except, yeah. Yeah, sort of, except it just can't be enforced, though,
0: in any way. Yeah,
4: because yeah. well, yeah, I guess at a convention, if someone breaks that code, you say goodbye. You can throw the, you, out of the convention, you, so but
0: you, the code can't throw you off the internet. No no, 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 But, yet. but certainly... Like, <laughs> yet. If, they're not yet
4: that powerful, but I believe <laughs> one day...
0: Well, one day they're going to deauthorize
3: the internet.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my cookies.
3: Um.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but But, yeah, I mean, I think that's a nice thing to have, like, a... Code of Conduct, which says, basically, we think these things are acceptable if you want to work Mm. with D&D and these things aren't. Of course, the devil then gets into the detail because the things that cis white straight guys in Seattle and what the rest of the world thinks is acceptable, there can be some deviation. Mm -hmm. And this can be quite a wide deviation. Yeah, absolutely. So I shall be interested in seeing what they come up with. It's certainly an interesting time with lots of people pushing their politics in to the game, including people who would like to preserve the status quo and people who actually, no, I don't like the status quo. I would like mm-hmm. it to change to include me. Mm. Thank you. Interesting times. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, they give a couple of little examples of changes mm-hmm. they're making. So mm-hmm. other than the term race being tested to species at the
4: moment, mm-hmm. yes.
0: they mentioned that words like savage are gone in the game. Going forward, the, yeah. the, the term "dim-witted" oh, was to reference people savage. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think yeah, like, savage. Yeah, savage yeah. I described
4: to a behaviour. I was like, oh, they just savage that burger as and they ate it. Yeah, like, that no, way. I mean, as in, but as I think in, he was thinking, yeah. was like, why is that? And I was like, oh, to refer to people. <laughs> I was
1: like, oh, yeah, yeah yes. gee. <laughs> Sa-
3: savages has a noun. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. going. You think, yeah. Well, yes. I mean, I'm no longer reading a Victorian <clears throat> children's story of like whatever. <clears throat>
4: The Faraway so, yeah. Tree or something like that.
3: Oh, goodness. No, yeah. I, that's oh. wild. Uh, right.
4: Anyway, sorry.
3: Sorry, we interrupted Please continue. Yeah. Okay,
0: so they, someone said, and I don't know what this refers to, a crater who felt he was thrown under the bus in an article asked what to do to prevent that in future. He I was am. told to contact wizards immediately, not weeks or months later, but I don't know
4: the what that
0: is in reference
3: to. I, I haven't got the context on that. Nada. No yeah, it sounds like somebody said something, and then Wizards named that person uh, as doing it wrong. That sounds like, like that. Yeah. yeah, I
0: don't know. I don't know. I mean, they, they replied I, I, that if a content creator feels they're being called out by Wizards, yeah, And um, oh, wow. they should reach out to Wizards so that Wizards can review and address it. But you know, again, without any context, I don't know what that
3: is referring to. This, like, like yeah. I, this is the sort of thing that you'd think we'd have heard of. <laughs> yeah terminally online RPG news show that we are. <laughs> Chronically yeah. online. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you know what the hell's going on, just yeah. tag us or something like that. It's no,
1: because yeah, no. yeah. I'm yeah. curious now. I'm, I'm no. curious too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay, where are we? So I, well, I'm going to read this to you, and we'll decide whether we understand it enough to say. With all this discussion of inclusivity, after having cut Black Dice Society and other similar BIPOC shows, how can hmm. we trust you? I know how much oh. it takes to run a show. It's great to talk about equity and inclusion, but money talks. So what about seed money or something? Because a D&D-backed show means a lot. Pulling the rug oh. out from under us is
3: hard. I want someone who can touch the money to answer this question. Oh, uh, haven't we had a chat from the Black Dice Society on? Because uh, I, I mean, so yeah, I mean, that sounds like it's a question about actual plays mm. and in a similar fashion to the Glass Cannon pod- podcast being paisos epic long-running actual play support and things like critical role receiving some form of backing to or i don't know the exact details because has long-time listeners will know i don't listen to actual plays i'm not that fast but you know for the sake of this it sounds like there's like show season shows that have essentially had people of color and so forth on and then they're getting they've had a bit of funding and it's like oh no more funding for you leaving them to just like try and scrape by. Which yeah, I don't like, know the yeah. details, but that sounds what like what the question's about. I and mean, yeah, wow. Mm. Mm. No, I'd, I'd have no idea about this, but that sounds like that would be very challenging circumstances to work under. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know any more detail than that. Um wow. Yeah, but it sounds like um I mean they they, they kind of answered. They they, they 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 sort of said we don't the person answering said they didn't really know the history of this. So could, no. couldn't couldn't okay. talk to that specific thing. Mm. Um and they'd love to follow up more um later. Uh, but they're sort of saying they, they get a lot of show pitches. Many of them are good mm-hmm. and they're still figuring out how to scale that program, which is going to take some time. But they want to be in a place where someone can give them a pitch. They can say yes. They aren't there yet. They need to build a plan. Um, and they kind of don't want to give any sort of, they said half-assed plans that don't answer the question. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's kind of, it was kind of a, you know, come and tell me more about this because I don't want to sort of answer it in a half-assed way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of what they said to that. Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. Um, mm. They talked about AI a little bit. They announced that AI yeah. was completely incompatible with their processes. They work with people. Yeah. Machine learning tools can raise the floor, but not the ceiling, they said. And they are about raising the ceiling.
1: Mm. Mm.
4: Yeah, that's fair. interesting.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, plans to include uh, ASL, American Sign Language, and captions in streams. Yes is the answer to that. There were lots of um, ASL translators at the event itself. Yeah, both in person and on um, the MS Teams digital version yeah. of it. Um, so that was there. So they want ASL interpreters and captions at as many events as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and going forward, they kind of wanted to set it as an example
3: and a standard for the industry in terms of their stream and show presence. I don't know, but I think that we would find it hard to find an American sign language interpreter for, say, this show. But uh... Well, ours is an audio show yes yes for
4: like It'll em be- publishing and more yeah. the
3: point that finding someone who spoke american sign language yeah. in the uk would be quite a quite a hard thing too. not because i don't we don't want to be inclusive but yeah i'm sure there's, I'm sure there's plenty there. of people but yeah. yeah but yeah maybe we should look at i don't know getting some sort of text-to-speech generator or something
4: well facebook does that automatically for you on its videos which is why partially mm. why a lot of uh, em world live we also stream to facebook in addition to youtube and twitch Uh, Because Mm. on Facebook, as it's going live, it does And the captions aren't perfect, because when it's live... Yeah, it is a
0: bit dodgy,
3: but... But
4: that's something that we can do at the scale that we have.
3: Mm. Better than nothing, sort of thing. Yeah, Yeah.
4: and it's... Mm. But if we had a big budget, like D&D, yeah, that would be great to have...
3: Mm -hmm. Have pay
4: someone to do some sign language. For us, because we're a British company, we'd probably have someone doing BSL.
3: Yeah, indeed.
4: But there's so many different... There's so many different languages in the world, so... Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> you know, it's... Yeah.
3: Weep. yeah. yeah. Well, tough. Tough one. Tough one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
0: right. Then it went on to the 1D&D corporate provisions and then ended with some more Q&A. Mm-hmm. So, should we do the 1D&D stuff and then end with the Q&A bit again?
4: Yeah. let's t- Tell tell me about one d and d. I want to hear more about yeah. Yeah. 1D&D. Okay. What's their
0: plans? Okay, then. Well, I'll tell you what they One
4: said. D&D to bind them all. So this was Jeremy
0: Crawford, Chris Perkins, and Josh Herman from Wizards of the Coast. Mm-hmm. And as we know, these 2024, which is now only a year away, next year, Gustav. the core rule books for D&D are being revised, and they're putting out lots of play tests throughout the year this year, which we've seen some of.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we're going to come up with new versions of the Players' Handbook, the DMG, and the Monster Manual. So. Um, they started off. It was Jeremy Crawford was talking about like loving D anD d and how important it is, uh, you know, uh, about its fiftieth anniversary. How they hope to be able to do this again in another fifty years. About the responsibility of being a steward for for the game is. Um, they talk about it was like a few years ago they started revising the core cool rules. They'll be talking over the year in conventions and events like this summit about the game and where they're going next, and they're planning some future conventions. To like have sessions for content creators to come to. Yeah. Um, especially as the rules start to come more into focus so they can sort of have conversations with people about it in more detail then. Um, so what they wanted to focus on at the event there was like what's coming in the core books, like the design goals and the kind of nuts and bolts of the player's handbook. And they kind of sort of think they'll go into that book in a bit of, a bit of detail and we'll see, see where we are after that. It's kind of how they sort of said. So the first goal was they want to make the game easier to navigate. I want to make it easier for new players and long-time players to find things in
4: the book.
0: Okay. Um, I know there people have been critical of the indexes in okay. those books. Um, I imagine there's other things you can do, like color coding pages, or um, yes. was it? Is it Pathfinder that does this thing that going down the side of the page, you've got this kind of bookmark that goes down the side, so you yeah. can see at any time which section you're in going down yeah. the side of the page. Which is that's correct. Yeah, that's quite nifty. No, I quite yeah. like that.
3: Mm. Nice.
0: So, yeah, little, little tools and things like that can really, really help navigate a book. Yes, And also, if you're online, if you're using yeah. d d Beyond, there's different ways to navigate there, I suppose. They want to encourage people to play before they make a character. Hmm. So they want to teach you what the game is, how you play it, and then how you make a character. So I presume that means pre-gens, providing a lot of pre-gens mm. and sort of starter set type stuff.
1: Yeah,
0: I would yeah. say it's kind of what Well,
3: Well, they, they had that sort of like a uh, preamble thing that we saw that we mentioned briefly last week uh that's mm-hmm. on the d and d uh beyond site a choose your own adventure type thing, yeah, 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 so that's sort of a, the idea i think mm. um but yeah all right, yeah so I think more, probably more along those lines would be I guess what they're playing,
0: maybe i mean they they say here they sort of like they want like have support also for making characters really quickly and easily, yes. Um, so obviously you you got D&D Beyond which is a big help yeah, and that sort of thing but there's other things they can do so they they thought like an array of scores ability scores for each class you want to play a a, a fighter okay use these scores you want to play a rogue use these scores Mm -hmm. you know you don't have Mm -hmm. to but they're there for you to grab and use really quickly should you wish to Mm -hmm. and all the rules they have massive glossaries at the back like a glossary and an index separate to the index you know, so the index just refers you to the page. Obviously, a glossary explains it there, and then what something is. So they're going to yeah. put those in the back of the books too. So they're basically making yeah. the information as easy to find as they possibly can.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
3: Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, let's point out that one D and D is they took pains to say this is not the name of the game. New game.
3: One well, um, It's, it's just a
0: place. Name. It's just a placeholder.
3: So it's not One Direction oh. and Dragons. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's just Saddened by this.
0: Just a, a placeholder to describe three separate things. The 2024 revised core books. Right. The D&D Beyond Plans. Right. And the D&D v- Virtual Tabletop. Okay. And the idea being that this was all one D&D, all these th- separate things together were all one D&D. So that was kind of like their code word for the overall strategy, not mm. the name of the revised books in any right. way.
3: Okay, fair enough.
0: Yeah, so so you're not you're not going to actually see the words "one d and d" anywhere on any of this stuff. Huh, fine. Okay. They also say it took great pains to say it's not a new edition, and mm-hmm. they've never meant it to be a new edition or implied that it is a new edition. What have
3: me- we that? <laughs> easy mistake to make with all the new mechanics and well, revised yeah. class listings. But it, easy mistake to make, but it's not a new edition. Absolutely.
0: It, that, well, yeah. that is, that's going to be their line so far, yeah, pretty yeah. much. They've said that quite a lot, and I don't think yeah. new classes mean a new edition. You. Provide I,
3: a new class for a game, not I making a new edition. Say new classes. I said they revised the classes and how they have the class structure put together. Yeah, and but new features and new rules and yeah. Well, the revised classes and new classes basically with the same names, aren't they? Okay. Pretty much.
1: All right.
0: So, because cause they've always said you can play the original fighter and the new fighter in the same game. Right. So they're essentially two different classes with the same name. Okay. But you can use both of them.
3: Never. All oh, right. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Back on. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or oh, I mean, if you mix it with Level Up, you could have the... F- and Tales of the Valiant, you could have yep, the yep, fighter, 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 yeah, yeah. fighter at level yeah. four. Exactly. And that be the worst character yeah. I could possibly imagine.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> All right. So, Sorry. Um,
0: the DMG is... Yeah. So the DMG's <laughs> glossary will also include a lot of D&D lore. So things like Orcus will be in there. Hmm. So people who don't know who Orcus is, you can just look at the glossary and it'll explain to you who or what an Orcus is or what a Drizzt is or whatever. Yeah.
4: Okay.
3: What, Rich. And, and this, this, is, this is what a Demogorgon is and Stranger Things can just shove mm-hmm. off. We were here first. Or a, or a Vecna. <laughs> I feel yeah. this could be quite relevant. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah, they say when people rely on Googling, what they're currently finding at the moment is a lot of out-of-date information on the web or information that's wrong. So if it's in the book themselves, uh,
3: it's, they, well, they want it to be easy and accurate. So you know, it's uh, definitely the source for your information. Mm-hmm. So, so they definitely, under no circumstances, want people Googling Drow. I think that's a very, very sensible company decision sure. and one well, I thoroughly endorse. They want you to have a look at that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, right, right, right. uh, easy navigation. We mentioned that a little bit earlier, but this goal is going to be all throughout the game, Easy navigation, mm-hmm. which, which I which mentioned earlier. PHP will have new game auctions, Monster Manual will have new monsters, and the DMG will have new options. Yeah. Cool. Well, the next in a
3: Tharkana is going to be the biggest one, looking at all six core classes. I wonder if the DMG is going to have a lot more robust rules advice and actual rules to use, because currently I think of it as the Big Book of Appendices. Yeah, <laughs> is that is mean, <laughs> Yeah. The
4: big Book of Appendices.
3: It's the I, book I mean, that, have you have you have you looked at the DMG, Jessica?
4: I, do you know what? No, I have not.
0: No, I haven't looked at it since I bought it. I don't. I
4: haven't. I, I, looked, it. I looked at it
0: when I bought it. I haven't referred to it ever since. I don't think I've ever you even mean the opened, Magic Titan book. I don't <laughs> think I've yeah. ever even yeah, opened
1: that
0: book. Yeah, I yeah. mean, all the alternate rules and things in there. I think most people don't aren't really familiar with all those that are in That's there because I often see conversations online where people say, "Oh, why don't they do this?" and someone will say, "They already do." is in the DMG.
3: Yeah,
0: but it's um, not. A rule
3: that you have to, that you have yeah, to G, Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: And it's not, and a lot of it is not player facing the
3: DMG really, is it? So. Well, there's that's a lot of player facing think. rules that you could put in to your game yeah. if you wished. But yeah, like the, the, the stuff I hear about is stuff like mm. people arguing about flanking, mm. which is in the player's handbook. All the mm. other alternative rules like disarm, uh, grabbing onto people, no! That's all screwed away in the DMG. Mm. Things like exploration rules, such mm. as they are, are in the DMG. Mm. I I went on a bit of a mission, as you know. Mm. So, yeah. Anyway, sorry. I'll be quiet now. Yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: Um, what else are they going to do? They uh, want to improve the quality of play by making things that squeak for you at the table no longer squeak. I think that's just talking about, like, proud nails or little inconsistencies and bugs that pop up. So, um, they give an example. Does the Inwin's tiny hut have a floor? Or is it a sphere? Good question. So, that so they'll answer that. So, it's little things like that. Okay. Not some minor edits. Mm-hmm. Ah, attempting rules completeness. Bultrace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Talking about the art, I'm going to have tons of new art. The mm-hmm. player's handbook is going to be all new art. Um, the DMG and the monster manual will have some reused art, okay. but the player's handbook in particular is getting what they call a glow up. Mm, nice. Yeah. I
3: suspect it's probably going to go for a more kid friendly approach, mm. because that's what they've done for everything so far. Mm. Which, yeah. yeah, why not? Yeah.
0: They also talked about, like, people come to this game with lots of different expectations. The D&D audience is big. It includes a lot of different people that want mm-hmm. different things from the games and different experiences from the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they think it's important that it's their job isn't to pick one of those flavours and make the game that. They don't want to make it sort of old school. They don't want to make it, you know, or whatever, or storytelling. They want to do the sort of big tent approach so the the, the game has something in it for all of those groups.
3: Right, right. So Which okay. is a difficult well, thing to do. It's a difficult thing to do. 5 um, has a generic system. Good luck.
1: Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, think, I do think that's popular. kind of what
0: they try to do now, and that's yeah. kind of what the optional rules in the DMG kind of try to do. If you want it a bit more crunchy and to do it like this, you can do it like this, but I think it just kind of gets forgotten. Yeah. So it doesn't really have that effect.
3: Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But I guess that's the intention. Uh, I guess uh, I always favour sort of a settings... Like, uh, you had that concept in What's Is New, and I quite liked it when I saw it there, which was, like, different technology levels mean that you have yeah, different flavours yeah. of game. So yeah, well, like, that, comes, that comes from, from Traveller, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that, where, where I first encountered it, never having read a Traveller rulebook. Mm. Um, but, yeah, like, just having different, like, a widget, as it were, so you can say, oh, I'd like it more, more grim and gritty, Oh, I'd like it a bit more soft and fluffy and story Yeah, And just... Advice and guidance on how to run that sort of game and what rules mm. to keep, what rules to add in, what rules to bunch up and throw out the window. That would be good. Mm. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, they they kept talking about how this is not six E, and then they mm. they're saying it's not even five point five. Which okay. oh, I'm not so sure I agree. But um, they say it's not, and they say well, that's an important nuance. They're attempting to do something they've never done before, which was revise the game in place rather than create
3: a new edition. Now, I. I To me, it feels 5.5, but they're saying otherwise. Okay. Well, I mean, they are still selling all the player's handbooks that they can print. Yeah. As fast as they can print them. So it's not the time for a new edition, but also it's the 10-year anniversary of this edition, and it's really creaking under the attention. Yeah. Jeremy Crawford said
0: that when Wizards created 3.5, you had to replace all of your books, but you won't have to here. Yes. Now, I'm not 100% sure that was true with 3.5.
3: You could still run adventures, three, 3.0 adventures mm-hmm. with 3.5 just fine. Uh, I think when they say books, they're talking about the books you use all the time, not adventure books. Like,
0: But then the, he goes on to say you'll be able to run your copy of Journeys Through the Radiant Citadel or Curse of Stride with the new 2024 books. But he's talking about the adventures as well. Or was that... Oh, wow. Yeah, he's saying you can, you can use 5e adventures with... Yeah. I'm going to say 5.5, even though they don't mean yeah. that. Even though they said not. I'm going to say it for the easiest conversation. 5.5. Yeah.
4: There needs to okay. be a title for it though, because well, one D and D, I suppose. I guess. But, oh, yeah. Or yeah.
0: well, the revised, yeah. the revised core rule books, I guess, is the correct title. But everyone's uh, no, 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 no,
4: just going to call it 5.5. Just going to be called
3: but 5.5. Let's yeah. call it a. Um, let's give it a radio call sign. Uh, Dandy one. There you go. Dandy one. <laughs> Dandy one. Dandy 1. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we take things very serious on this podcast and I've given yeah. it, uh, okay. i it mean, technically we should call it Delta, Delta, Delta 1 but I think Dandy 1 is like a good cool sign. Dandy 1. Don't I, I'll, try remem- I'll try and remember to do that but yeah. okay.
0: <laughs> Anyway, so the, the adventures they say you can run with the new 2024 books. Yeah. You can make a character with the 2014 core books and use it at the same table with a character made of the 2024 books. Yep. Yeah. So they're not revising... They're, you know it's still the same game they're saying basically okay. it's not a different game okay the book will include old terms in the glossary hmm. to make it even easier to do this and, and yeah. it will just say ah, this name has changed to this okay so that if you're looking yeah if you're getting confused about a term that was in an older book it'd still be in the new glossary with yeah. a reference telling how it's changed to something new that's very handy I agree. Yeah, yeah yeah so they said they don't want conversion documents out there oh god please save us Sorry, um, it's all going to be in the book. Yeah, sounds nice. So the new books will say, for example, if your characters are made with the 2014 books, you get a feat. Yeah. So the yeah the books oh, themselves okay. will actually acknowledge the existence of the previous books. Strong. Okay. Yeah, mm. I, think a, I think that's a good yeah. idea. Um yeah. That's for example, like the backgrounds. They give you a feat yeah. in the new version, and they don't obviously in the old version. So it will say a note saying, if your background doesn't give you a feat, take mm. a feat. Yeah. That's how that will work. Mm.
3: Does Which that make sense? not feel like they're going to make like old adventures significantly easier? Uh well, balance issues, oh, I don't know. It depends on how much, sure much stuff
0: there is, isn't there? I mean uh, one feed's not gonna make a lot of difference, but if you add up a lot of
3: things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Russ. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, one thing's up there. Oh, you cracked me up. Yeah. There we go. On, um, <laughs> so they talk about
0: like the books that they're continuing to release Planescapes, Spelljammer, Golden Vault, and all that sort of stuff. They're continuing to release 5E books because they will still be compatible with 2024 books. So there's no reason not to buy them, is what they're kind of saying. Don't not buy them because they're not going to be compatible because they will be.
4: No need to stop buying books. Yeah.
0: yeah. But but they said the Tasha's and Xanathar's guide are gonna have this special process. Yeah,
4: okay.
1: yeah,
0: they're, they're the
3: previous patches,
0: as it mm. were. Mm. Yeah, so I don't understand exactly what that means. Um, yeah, um, they're going to combine leftover material from Tasha's and Sunitha's to add new content, and there'll be a glossary guide to help you through the changes. But I don't quite understand exactly what they mean by that. Um, Let's see an example. I think,
3: like, it's probably stuff like unofficially the Hexblade subclass of Warlock or the Hexblade patron for Warlocks is a patch for the Pact of Blade mm. because you couldn't really play a Pact of Blade Warlock without just getting stomped on. Yeah. Because you didn't have... They got the maths wrong, essentially. Yeah? yeah? Like, it's very hard. One mistake isn't... It, it happens, but you just couldn't do it. Or you could do it, but your GM had to... Your GM had there was a lot of GM compensation, a lot of squeaking mm. proud nails at the table, and that's definitely one of them. Yeah. So they did that, and then obviously that lifted at the floorboards everywhere else, and then people were like, Oh, okay, we'll have the paladin locks and the and just oh the crisp oh, just just it was a whole thing. So mm. maybe they're going to work out a way to take those books and combine those various patches, because I think Tasha's also had stuff like um Ways to have, like, summoned animals be easier and, like, other things. And they're just going to have to take those, essentially, patches, which are mm. not called patches, so that's very hard for them to admit. That's what they're called. And then put mm. them into the new system so it works better. I right. suspect, I don't know, I don't work for D&D, but that's, that's, that's how I'd see it from a cat. You don't? To, anyway. I know, right? With the you authority don't. I speak with, you'd think I did. Yeah,
1: yeah
4: that's why yeah. we invited you
0: yeah yeah so anyway just the last little bit on the 2024 php and then we're done with that um so it's going to be bigger yeah at least 32 maybe 64 pages bigger cool so that's quite is a lot actually
1: Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
3: not just words but also because it'll have more art in it okay so pathfinder second edition will officially be shorter than the revised uh dandy one uh,
0: maybe, yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah, it's the same so, I mean, it's number of pages when you combine the books, short, isn't man. it? Yeah, and That's correct, going yeah, to be yeah.
3: 65 pages shorter. So yeah. Yeah. good work. By, yeah. by so.
0: Well, they want to make sure every subclass gets a piece of art because in yeah. the 2014 books, they don't. True. And every background will have a piece of art. Yeah. And location art and stuff like that um, when it comes to the backgrounds. So the background will have uh, sort of uh, location art. Yeah, so the background kind of represents... The place that made your character who they are, in a sense. Yeah. And there'll be a piece of location art to illustrate that, I guess, is what
3: they're saying there. The place where you grew up is important. Hmm. Yeah. If anyone's yeah. worth that sort of thing. Oh, well, yeah, Yeah. Right. yeah.
0: Um, so, anyway, we, So, 12 yeah. classes. The book will have 12 classes from 2014. With 48 subclasses. They're still not making the artifice uh, legit. Apparently not. They want to give each class four subclasses. Yeah. Which means some classes will get more than they had, and some will
3: get less than they had. Because they're all going to have four cleric is weeping softly to itself <laughs> yeah so wizard uh, and the cleric will go down mm-hmm. fighter bard druid I think they're all gonna go up yeah probably barbarian yeah, so, like yeah. bard's getting the college of dance nice I love it
4: oh no how could they have a college of dance
3: oh why <laughs> would they taunt me so those yeah. cruel succubi oh no yeah. okay, I shall, forever, I shall yeah.
4: forever you know cast spells using interpretive dance from now on
3: amen yeah bit banger.
0: Love it, yeah. And finally, you know, they just point out because it's um, compatible. If you want a subclass from the 2014 Player's Handbook that didn't make it into the 2024 one, you can still use it because it's fully compatible. Which isn't 100 percent true. Hmm. We know that's not 100 percent true yeah. because the cl- the levels at which you get the abilities are changing for some of the classes.
3: Oh, uh, Okay, for yeah. the archetypes. Yeah, they're oh, all yeah, going to mean. third choose it at third level, aren't they? Yeah, As yeah, yeah, we've yeah. seen in the playtests. Yeah. I mean, but there's only playtest material, so we don't know. Oh, yeah, that's true. That is, yeah, they might change yeah. that back. And that'll only affect one or two well two classes, three classes. Yeah. I think they're really working towards standardisation. Yeah. Oh, I could tell you, I did work it out the other day, but I'm not going to, so crack on. Okay. Yeah. Good chat. Yeah, <laughs> I, saw it. I saw it. No, no, seriously, they're, they're all at different levels, Russ. It's a nightmare. I had to, I had to, I was going, I was like doing a thing. I was like just working out when subclasses kick in.
0: Hmm. Yeah. All over the shop, mate. All, well, the all going to be at fourth level. Yeah. So
3: right.
0: this is something I'm thinking. Maybe we might have to address and level up mm. in a patchy fashion. Yeah. Um, like an appendix or something. Just saying. Okay, if you want to use level up with that structure, yeah. alter the classes in this manner. Yeah. And we might have to do that at some point. An actual conversion yeah. document, basically.
4: Yeah.
0: Mm. Kind of, which is a yeah. clumsy way of doing it, but.
4: Yeah. Yeah. If well,
0: they're changing the core layout of a class, you kind of have to address it, important. don't you? Yeah yeah. 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 Right, anyway, so that was it. That was the stuff on the um, upcoming version of the game. Yep.
4: That's the one D&D uh, section of the day.
0: Yeah. But, then what happened,
4: yeah. Russ? Uh, uh,
0: <laughs> then we had another Q&A it's not very long this one it. what are the
4: highlights of the final Q&A yeah, of okay. the day okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. okay. someone asked about their culture is stereotyped by the monk how will that be changing
4: that's a really good question
0: yes and um, they say that the monk has had yeah. that problem if only it had been addressed somewhere yeah. <laughs> monk has had that problem if only yeah
1: mm, mm, mm.
0: anyway they're going, to, they're going to improve that, but part of the issue is there's not enough non-European representation in the other classes, so they're adding yep. more non-European representation to all the classes, then flipping it in the monk to provide that its wording and art isn't specifically Asian.
3: Yeah, right. So yeah. So we're looking for more, I don't know, beneficial for attack
0: action. Yeah, I mean, they're doing things like chi, they're going to call spirit points now, a more generic term. Like We, we, we changed it, we changed the monk to the adept and called it um, exertion. But Going to change it into mm-hmm. something else and call it spirit points, I guess. I think they're still calling it the monk, but uh are sp- changing it to spirit mm-hmm. points. Um, yep. That's going to be in the next uh, and after Arcana. Yep. Um, also, the monk's getting an upgrade because they kind of went into the monk's maths and apparently
3: they haven't really got a great DPS output. Okay.
1: Yeah, uh, which yeah. So yeah, they're going to step
3: that up a little bit. Mm. It, uh, like, it depends where you are on the cycle, sure. But I mean, mm. they have stunning strike and that covers a lot of. A lot. Yeah. It is <laughs> stunning, yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, they're going to put the monk through that inclusion review
0: process they talked about earlier okay, with outside consultants and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, all of the classes are going to do that with, but, you know, the, the question was about the monk. Yeah. They're yeah. going to do that. Um, um, so they also talked a little bit about the nine species. They've currently landed on the word species. They
3: kind of know some people don't love that word. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which, like, like, it's not hugely fantasy but yeah. at this stage, it's just like people are using all the other ones. And quite frankly, it's what it should mean. So, I don't know, just yeah. deal with it. I mean,
0: they're not they're not locked into it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's still lineage out there, they say. It's a possibility. Sure, why not? So, you know, and we use Heritage and yeah. uh, uh, Pathfinder uses Pathman? Ancestry. Yeah, yeah. You know, So different, there are options out there. Yeah, yeah. Um I, I prefer those to species myself, but it
4: sounds a bit less scientific and it's more about who yeah. is you know, your family, where did you come from, what's your mm. history, like Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So that's yeah, so that was that question. Someone asked about like the inclusion review itself. Mm-hmm. And they kind of went into a little bit of detail on that. Um so everything gets sent to at least two people because different um consultants have different areas of expertise and things. So everything goes to at least two people, sometimes more. The in the previous review process they had was problematic because they only sent out stuff because they th- when they thought it might be a problem. So if yeah. it didn't occur to them it would be a problem, they wouldn't send it to the inclus- inclusivity reviewers, and therefore it wouldn't get reviewed. And that's how the Haddasi I guess got through into the Spelljammer
3: book because no inclusivity Let's reviewers saw it. Let's speculate on how that happened. Mm-hmm.
0: I think they kind of said that
3: um, okay at one point. Okay. Say, yeah, I, think I mean, they, sure, that. Sure. they They it, did say that actually, yes, it's just like one person deciding so like mm. whether it goes out or not. Yeah. That's yeah. what yeah. I, so, said, so yeah. I agree. So, know what
0: they're doing, they're sending everything out. Mm-hmm. So, they're not guessing what the problem is or what the problematic yeah. areas might be. They're sending everything mm-hmm. to them. Doing a bit of QA.
3: Nice. like it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, and, yeah, and uh, even, even reprints. If they reprint a book now, that's mm-hmm. going to go through it as well. Okay. Good. So that they can alter older books that yeah. need to be reprinted. If necessary, yeah. so some older books will change as well. Yeah, going through that, so that's the thing they're doing. Yeah. Includes art from the sketch stage, which is good. Not mm-hmm. not like at the end when the art's all done. They uh, right even the sketches go through the review process. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So hopefully, something like the Hadesy couldn't happen again. In theory, with the, the outlined process.
3: God. Oh. Yes. Mm. Mm.
0: Yeah. And as a side benefit, Chris Birkin said that the inclusion reviewers often mention other things that, um, like they've mentioned that the feeble mind spell is a problematic name.
1: Mm.
3: Yes.
0: Very eugenicist. Uh, yeah. But, um, um, it might be referenced in, for example, an adventure book. Yes. And obviously they can't just change the name of the spell in the adventure book mm. because it won't make yeah. sense. So they need to look at the player's handbook and sort of engineer it back Absolutely. from there. Yeah, yeah. So there's things like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, so they're talking about species, background, spells, and weapons. Goliath is joining the core species. Oh, okay. Um It's hmm. going to have basically a relationship to giants in the same way that Dragonborn have with dragons.
4: Okay.
0: Okay. Orc is replacing half-orc. We already knew that. Half-elves yep. are going away. We already knew that. You can still yep. play the 2014 versions if you want to, yep. but there will be three elf variants in the player's handbook.
3: Cut down yeah. from fifteen, so good yeah. job. So this is yeah. this is that
0: conversation that we talked about. I think it was it last week. Um, so this is where it came from, actually. So mm. we talked about it last week, but they haven't been thrilled for eight for years about things that begin with half because yeah, yeah. The, the the terminology is problematic. Yeah. Mm. So we did talk about that in more detail last week and how that kind of exploded a little sure. bit on on Twitter and stuff. Yeah. yeah.
4: That's yeah. where that came from. This conversation. Yeah, yeah that, it came
0: from this yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, we are nearly there. I promise. <laughs> <Sorry>. uh,
3: <laughs> well, they have. The full link, lineage heritage species. <laughs> yeah. That's what we need to know. The Russ. full link,
1: yeah. Yes. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, where are we? Uh, oh, I've been shunned by Jessica. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, so they're making it easier to build your own background. There'll be more backgrounds than before.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. It's an avenue to get a simple feet. They're going to be simple feet, slightly more complex feet, and there'll be epic boon feet, so different levels of feet as well.
3: Okay. Okay. Makes sense. They are I mean. basically point based.
0: Yeah. So they so yeah. kind of dive then into weapon changes and stuff. So we already know there's a new weapon table coming in the next cana, because we that got leaked last week and we talked about it. I, I'm actually quite interested in that one. Yeah. I do enjoy a good bit of murder cutlery. Yeah, so that's sort yeah. of that weapon mastery thing. So we talked about yeah, that last week, so we don't have to go into that too much okay. okay. yeah. detail. Um so each of the warrior classes they work with the mastery property slightly differently. Yep. Yeah. So the monks can unlock it in simple weapons. Yep. Yeah because they're the master of common objects. So if you un- unlock the club mastery, you can slow someone in addition to doing damage. Um, and we did talk about those flex and nick and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Short swords going back to being a martial weapon. Was it not always? Uh, we had mostly done that for the rogue and monk, but by adding mastery, it wasn't needed, they say. Fair enough. Uh, the trident is finally better than the spear. <laughs> Three points is better than one. Okay. I guess, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the musket and the pistol are being added to the core list. Oh. They were in the DMG. They're now going to be in the Player's Handbook core list. Wow, that is. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Every like, classic DD setting will have at least pistols and muskets. Uh, the timeline for D&D ooh. is going to be late medieval, early Renaissance. They're sort of saying that's what it is. I think it kind of has been for years.
3: I think they just. Uh, kind of- I mean. Sure. I mean. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Mm. Okay, then. All right. Right, that is... That's actually probably the most huge bit of news. So uh, Okay. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Wow. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So then we've got stuff about tactical
0: often. So the fighter is going to be a class that interacts the most with that mastery option, that mastery ability. Um, The fighter can actually start moving properties from one weapon to another. (laughs) So if you want to be a fighter and you're a great sword to do something other than graze, you can do that. Nice. Well, that's quite a clever idea. I like the idea okay. of that. Okay. I mean, he's still running to attack three times in the We are earth, totally yeah. going to have to write a Mastery Geek pass Gazette article <laughs> some point, just to bring it in line.
3: Right, sure. All right. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, maybe, maybe from outside, I'll, I'll do something. I don't know. Or Sarah, yeah. could do it, maybe. She gets the time. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, we have
0: changes for the Sorcerer and the Warlock. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been switching a lot of the subclasses to third level. Okay. Yep. But that affects the sorcerer and warlock because they got theirs at first level.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. um, they're
0: moving it because they think it's overwhelming for a new character to pick a subclass before they've even played one level of it. Fair.
4: That is that is true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And they also want more of a core identity for those two classes as well. Yep. Because um, they they don't have a core identity at first level. But it's kind of like their subclasses their identity at first level. Well, doesn't the cleric have the same problem? Uh, if they say the cleric—they actually answer that the cleric doesn't have that problem because okay. they have channel divinity at first level,
3: right? So that's the, resolves their identity. Yeah. Mm.
0: All right. Um, yeah. So they'll be di- delving into innate magic for the sorcerer, and they've taken the concept of some chaos magic inside of you that you don't always have control over. So you'll get chaos bolt for free. Chaos. Yeah. Okay. Warlock will just have eldritch blast. Hmm. Classic. Um The warlocks also get some kind of baby pact. Before they make their main pact at third. A baby oh, pact. A pactet. Yeah. Yes. Not a pact with a baby.
4: <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, it sounds like, so everyone's just being Pedro Pascal, just finding a gifted child somewhere <laughs> and being like, get, 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 I get, will get, protect
0: a baby. you. <laughs> yeah. The
3: covenant is sealed. <laughs>
4: yeah, Yeah, that works. I'd be I wouldn't be mad if that was the, the case. But yeah, sorry. But I understand it is it's not, just to be clear.
0: Please carry on. Ooh, yes. hiss! <laughs> some spells are class exclusive. Okay. So at the moment, they sort of say Arcane, Primal, or Divine or something in the class name. Okay. Yeah. They're actually going to say Bard or Sorcerer or whatever in the spell's name, just to
3: make that really easy. That's sort of important because things like mm-hmm. the half-casters, the Ranger and the Paladin, mm. because they get their level three spells quite late, mm. they are like wild. Yeah, mm. I love it. But it does mean that your magical, that the the sensible magical secrets course is always to say, ooh, yes, Mm. I must have a look at the, (laughs) I must have a look at the paladins and ranger spells. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, safety tools. Are they going to include safety tools
0: in the revised DMG?
1: Oh. Okay. Um, Perkins.
0: Well, Perkins talked about providing tools and guidance for how to do a session zero and create a game experience everyone at the table enjoys. And Jeremy Crawford added, PHB will include some of this information because it's part of the game's culture going forward."
4: Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, I know that's something people generally do now as well. Just you know. Yeah, about... I think that
0: happens in a lot of books these yeah. days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Monster manual creatures above CR 10 will be retuned so that they don't get steamrolled by new player options. Because the higher level CR monsters will hit harder. Mm. Okay. So that kind of goes to that comment you made earlier Peter about balance with the
3: new characters and adventures and whether the adventures would be easier. If you give a first level character a feat that is quite a big thing depending on what the feat is. Well they're getting um, more than that. They're getting like mastery and they're getting a few different things. Yeah yeah. So, so like unless you have like slightly tougher monsters early level adventurers yeah. would be thing. But like if you add like a thing to one drop, one level or something, that's going to be more concentrated than if it's like post level ten. Mm. But it depends what else they're doing to see what the effects are. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it would. Uh, it is a known issue. Like the XP mm. system is mm. broken. Well, They the- literally say that. They admit it right here. Yeah. Yeah. They said the
0: CR calculation is wrong. Doesn't yeah. even match their internal tools that they use. Yeah. Oh, well, Paul Hughes could have told them that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be fixed in the 2024 one. And you'll be able to yeah. use a paper version of their CR calculation tool and eventually a digital version. So they're going to give you the
3: CR calculation tool in two formats. Oh,
4: nice. Which That's you
0: nice. you can
3: use. Yeah. I mean, I, we I, already I, do that. <laughs> yeah. Like we, yeah, like the CR table that Paul did is like a thing of beauty. I yeah. constantly refer to it. I constantly recommend the people to it. And mm. you know what? I'm not bad at maths, but I struggle hard with the DMG's monster calculation thing. So if they got something that's better, that would be really nice. Yeah. I mean, they admit it doesn't match the tools that they use internally. No. So No. You no know, even they don't use it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think yeah. everyone's known that for years, the, yeah. the CR. In, in, I've, in I've heard people broker. try and convince me it's really easy to use. And those people are deluded and or liars. Like, I'll tell you wow. that now. I'm talking to or, you, mods, or are they, Or
4: are they just doing that thing where yeah. they're like, well, I find it so easy to be like, well, I'm clearly far superior and smarter than you?
3: Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I don't care because it's not true. Like, it might be true. I'm willing <laughs> yeah. to let
4: people. I'm like, yeah, there's probably a lot of people that are smarter than I am. So.
3: Oh, yeah, but they, those people aren't insisting that yeah. <laughs> it's easy to use that stupid and obtuse calculation. Yes, yeah, correct. Um, yeah. <laughs> Okay, we've got Monster Manual. It's going
0: to have about 500 monsters in it. It's going to be bigger yeah. than it's ever been before. Lots of new art, and it's going to focus a lot. The new monsters are going to be higher level monsters and more NPCs. Slow. I do
3: like a good monster?
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. So. <laughs> Sorry. They're going to reorganise it. So Gelatinous Cube will be under G instead of O, Foos. A bold So will be some reorganised. Yeah, they have mentioned before that they're putting out yeah. um,
3: monsters from sub listings yeah yeah within like within the main, if you're yeah. if you're looking for like a blazebro because you're like what what on earth is yeah. a no, i've seen that's gonna to
0: go to like hill giant is gonna be under h instead of g now and then storm giant is gonna be under s maybe i don't know yeah, is blue dragon gonna be under b is green dragon gonna be under G. I don't know how far they're going with that right,
4: right. it's already difficult enough if you're dyslexic when they do things like that you're like why are you just i <laughs> feel like you're
3: mocking me, so? me yeah 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 no, it's, it's like under dinosaurs yeah. It's yeah. like there I'm thinking, why can't I find Velociraptor? And I'm mm. like, Oh, because it's under the and then V. I think it's actually under
4: play. F for friend. For friend shaped mm. creatures.
3: Velociraptor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. We digress.
0: But yeah. Um so what support will DMs get for higher level play?
4: None.
3: Um, oh, so, sorry. No, don't be so that cynical.
4: cynical. Sorry. <laughs> no. Yeah, that, that's, that's not how That's it's not been what before. they said. That's not what they said. Yeah. The, what what did they? The
3: bold new future of Dandy One. What's Dandy no, One what doing, is, Chris? Jeremy Crawford said
0: they're going to make easier prep
1: mm-hmm.
0: for high level play and for new DMs as well. Yeah. They also, Chris Brookings said they want more of a show not tell approach than the 2014 guide mm-hmm. DMG provides. So they want to provide a like skeletal structure to help DMs build their own campaigns and encounters. And you can use that as a framework. Don't mm. quite understand how that means
3: what that means, but Um concept of writing frame is that you provide like starts of sentences and like a description like these are beats that you wish to hit. Like this yeah. first paragraph should be an introduction where you say this, this, and this, mm-hmm. yeah. then you do these things, and this is a summary at the end. Mm. So That sort of thing is quite basic, but if you don't know how to do it, it's Mm. also very hard. So, actually, yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Also, it it Um, could
4: be the thing where you instinctively know how to do it, but it makes it so much easier when someone writes it down and explains it, and you're like, oh, yeah, of course, lots of those things I was doing on instinct, but now having it Mm. outlined, yeah.
3: Yeah, Mm. I I, I do favour conscious design of things. That's why I really love the notes tool, which... Like, you know, I, I think it's brilliant. I love uh, that Travis phrase sort of content good.
4: design as
1: well.
0: Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Well, nearly there, nearly there. Near Creating magic items currently is a bit of a blend of art and maths. Um, <laughs> they're going to provide guidelines <laughs> to magic item rarity and how to buy and
3: sell them. So presumably oh, magic items will have prices. Well, yeah. Good. Well, I'm, I'm thank goodness that they're going to do it because that mm-hmm. was a project that I've been looking at going, I should do that. I'm like, no, I shouldn't. But well, I should. No, I really don't want to do that. So if they do it. But we've already done it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've already, <laughs> we, we haven't provided guidelines for making magic items, or we've got some, but they Here are very much... Okay. Sure. They're no um,
0: Right. Any mechanical changes, they are going to be brought into the system reference document, so if you don't want to buy the new books and you still want access to the updated rules, you'll have them. Hmm. Nice.
4: Thumbs up. Um,
0: yeah. Yep. Right. One of the things we're doing to ensure that 5e stays compatible with itself... is that when a number is attached to itself, it won't change.
4: What? I don't understand.
0: So, okay. So no spells are changing levels and no monster CRs are changing. So instead of changing the CR of the monster, they're changing the monster to match the CR.
3: Oh, okay. So 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 it's it's like CR1. But the definition of CR1 and what that means is changing. Yeah. So if a spell is the wrong level, they're not going to change the level of the spell.
0: They're going to change the spell to match the level it says it is. So those sort of things, they're going to stay in place in the same place and they're going to be changed to make sure they work as they're supposed to, rather than... So, so magic
3: missile, fireball are going to be reduced in power and damage. Possibly. Yeah.
0: Possibly.
1: Okay.
3: I mean, the reason they
0: have that for fireball and lightning bolt was different because, than they were because they just wanted things. people to use them, yeah. 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 It was fun. Yeah, so, yeah, spell levels. Also, stuff you've bought on D&D Beyond is not changing. If you bought a book, it's still going to be there. It will get a legacy label, Yeah. but it will still be there, and you can still use it and access it. That will reassure a lot of people because that has been a big fear yeah. for many. Well, what you people. won't get is a free upgrade. Ooh, you look. will need to buy the new books if, if you, want you want the, the new, new books. Lore. Okay, yeah. Then just talking a little bit, tiny little bit left now. Planescape box set coming up. It's going to be a slipcase, a lot like Spelljammer one, ninety-six mm. page gazetteer ninety-six page adventure, and a sixty-four page bestiary with a GM screen. Mm-hmm. People weren't happy really with the spelljammer, so I don't know whether they
3: would be that happy with them doing it again with Planescape. It was too skimpy, they felt. I, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not an expert, but it feels like the concepts are probably going to be quite, quite a lot to fit in, especially because 96 pages isn't 96 pages of text. It's, mm. I don't know, probably more like 70 page by the time you. Yeah, it's really interesting dark. to see. Yeah. Interesting to see. Well, yeah, uh. let's have a little faith and see what they yeah. do.
0: Yeah, then finally, and they kind of said, like, um th- these are the three main problems about the existing Dungeon Master's Guide, mm-hmm. the three big things that they keep being told, yes. is I don't know what's in the DMG, is the first thing, I can't find what I need in the DMG, is the second thing, mm-hmm. and finally, I don't use the DMG very much except for magic items, is the third thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So they're the three things they want to address. Yes. Okay. So they're going to make sure you know what's in there, make sure you can find the stuff, and make sure the stuff is stuff you will use. Yeah, yeah.
4: That all sounds yeah. like okay. good things to try and do.
0: Yeah, yeah. And finally, there'll be a larger
3: typeface for all the books, so they'll be easy to read.
4: Because they appreciate that they have an aging demographic that buy their books.
3: Mm, I guess. <laughs> oh, it's the the, the parents of the players would like to be able to run the games for their children without having to well, constantly wear their reading glasses. If you think passes. about it, a
4: lot of people I know that, that play D&D, like, obviously there's new people coming in, but like yeah. a lot of people have been playing, you know, for 20 years or so.
3: So mm. Hey, I'm not complaining about larger type. It's their books. Mm. I mean, but if they're... Oof, mm. I'm just thinking that's... It's going to be challenging. To fit it all into a physical product. You well, it's I mean? interesting given the fact that they're adding art, adding art, increasing the type size, and adding in adds, subclasses. Well, that's where, the extra, that's where the extra pages are coming from, I guess. Mainly then. Well, well, that and they're adding a subclass to like eleven out of twelve.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's only that's uh, yeah. Subclass isn't that much space. Though. No, so no. We're adding sort of like five or six pages of subclasses. Yeah, I,
3: guess. I mean, I guess they could take some stuff out and put some stuff in the DMG. Yeah. Like, do I don't we know. I've got to wait and see?
0: jumping in the I mean they, don't, they, they They did say they didn't actually know how much bigger it could be 32 or 64 you know they don't know how much bigger it's going to be yet so but yeah I guess well, it'll be whatever size it needs to be in the end yeah why not
3: well, that Again. Was it. Yeah. that's oh. the end
0: that's the end of the creator summit we've covered it all finally in excruciating detail in excruciating detail did you enjoy that loved it <laughs> I, can last week. I, think, I can tell. I can tell from the glazed over expression. Yeah, I
4: think my facial expressions as it all really.
0: Yeah, yeah. But we've done our duty and we have reported the news. Huzzah! That's that is what happened. Oh. And I think we're finally done for the day.
1: Excellent. Woohoo,
2: apparently I now have to read this to you. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here.
0: Can you see Hudson there?
4: I can't see Hudson on the chair. Hi Hudson.
2: He's been
0: there the whole time.
4: I didn't even notice.
0: Like, no, that has been quiet and a good boy He could get into a lot of trouble
4: He would never <laughs> mm. He is such a good boy He's never done anything wrong <laughs> in his life Ever
0: mm. Came downstairs the other night oh. To find a sofa cushion Had been relocated okay. From the sofa mm-hmm. To the other end of the lounge mm-hmm. And then disassembled Who did that? God, <laughs> Russ,
4: why did you why did
0: you do that? Russ? Why did I do that? Yeah. <laughs>
4: Couldn't have been Hudson.